gentlemen welcome welcome to the dark insight podcast episode 19 on friday the 29th of april uh i'm back after a bit of a hiatus because i went away on holiday uh not very far just down the coast ways but that was nice having a little bit of a break i'm back now just to piss you all off again with my silly <laughs> accent uh as usual we have uh mr jeremy Greer. how are we doing sir Doing very well, Cliff. How are you, and how was your vacation? Yeah, very good, very good. Fun, fun. Uh, we also have, from Japan, because he's on all of that at the moment, Mr. Charles Turner. How are we doing? I'm very good, thank you very much. Awesome, awesome. And because we didn't think Charles was going to be here, we filled his space, but he's here anyway. But uh, we have brought <laughs> on good friend and pal of the show, Mr. Josh Crowe. How are we doing, sir? I'm doing very well, thank you very much. Thank Excellent. You. Thank you for coming on board and filling yeah. the gap that didn't need filling. It's, it's just fine. nice to have a four-man cast now. <laughs> it's fine. It's all cool. It's what I'm here for, as always. Awesome, awesome. Uh, so, everyone been good, yeah? Yeah. Yes, oh, yeah. very good. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, it's been quite a good week this week. Uh, obviously, off the bat, I just wanted to say a quick thank you to everyone that's obviously uh, been listening to the show since uh, the Dark Souls episode, the, f- the first Dark Souls 3 episode that came out. When I was away, we had a significant bump in uh, viewers, which is awesome. So the numbers are, are going up quite substantially. And the other day, for some unknown reason, just uh, we hit number 46 on the iTunes uh, podcast Games and Hobbies section, which I was quite surprised about. It was only for the one day, which was a bit odd, but it was really nice, <laughs> which means that we had a significant boost in the UK for whatever reason. But that was super awesome. Um yeah, it was nice to see it there. But uh, yeah, I just wanted to say, obviously, thanks for everyone listening. And uh, if you could just take two minutes out of your time and leave us a nice iTunes review, if you like the show, even if you don't like it, because those reviews really help us uh, show up on the front pages and get promoted. And it help it helps boost the uh, our viewer base and gets our show out to more people. So if you could just take a minute out of your time, it would be spectacular. And also, you can now find us on Google Play. That's uh, We are on there now as well. So, uh, And also, if you've got a, spe- a specific uh, podcasting app that we're not on and you use, let us know and we'll try and uh, get ourselves on there. And obviously, you can get the direct RSS feed from our guys as well if you need that, if that's how you do things. So, uh, yep, yep. yes. So, that, all that crappy odor out the way. All done. Uh, and don't forget, you, yeah, you can always get hold of us at uh, darkinsightpodcast at gmail.com. That's the easiest way to get hold of all of us because we're all on there. So, uh, obviously, the boys have been busy. busy. Mr. Jeremy Greer has started up one of his own podcast, the Don't Give Up Skeleton, which is obviously... Yes, yeah, would you like to uh, talk about that and just let guys, like, let everyone know what that's all about? Sure. Um 
We actually talked about this in the interlude of uh, between the spoiler section and the non-spoiler section of last week's episode. Um, but we did a kind of a soft launch of Don't Give Up Skeleton, which was just me talking about my kind of coming to Souls and how I got started with the Soul series. And then episode one uh, with The Lurker Zero dropped this week. And it's going to be a weekly podcast every Wednesday. And it's just an interview with people uh, about how they got started in their Soul series. Uh, I'm not sure which episode is going to be going next week. Um, if it's not the one that I think it is, it might actually be Josh's. So you might get to hear even more of Josh next week <laughs> along with this episode. Um, and then, yeah, from week to week, it's going to be, like I said, a series of interviews of people about their kind of souls origin stories. Uh, if you want to send me an email or shoot me a tweet, if you want to be on the show, uh, I'm, I'm taking and compiling tons and tons of people. Uh, you can look me up at DGUS podcast on Twitter or DGUS podcast at gmail.com. So, and thank you for the people who've already listened. Like the first two episodes have been very well received and like, I've gotten really great feedback out of it. So I'm thank y'all. I really appreciate it. <clears throat> Well, they are rad, so thank you, dude. Appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I really like it, man. I just, I just like the the sort of one on one like interviews. You don't get a lot of that in podcasts, and I like, yeah, I've really been finding them really interesting and just hearing people's stories so far. It's yeah, it's really cool. Very mm-hmm. much enjoying it. So uh, yes, uh, so what what did they do? Ah, yes, Souls of Darkness is also out for purchase. I'll let you talk about it as well, Mr. Greer, because you've had your <laughs> most exposure to that. Well, I haven't yeah, managed um, to actually get mine yet, so I still need to perch high. I just I wanted to mention that because it was previously like a Kickstarter um, hmm. and a digital-only book, but now it is a physical book that you can go to www.powerworlds.com. I'll include that link in the show notes. That link is well worth going to. Um, mm. If you're not familiar with Souls of Darkness, it's a parody on the uh, kind of Worlds of Power book that Nintendo books that Nintendo used to put out alongside video games, where say some kid would get sucked into their Nintendo and go to the world of Castlevania. Um, except this one is all about a goofy game that's based on Dark Souls, uh, and the website is very, very amazing. Like if you guys haven't checked it out, go, go check it out. Like it's. It's like an Angel Fire website from like 1992. It's, it's right. very cool. Um, but I wanted to mention that because, you know, Gary kind of got me started in, in podcasting, him and Cole. And, uh, you know, I think everybody knows those guys. So, um, And then, yeah, yeah, I just also wanted to mention that the You Died book is out. And I've started it. I don't know if you guys have read that yet, but I'm about halfway it. through. And it um, is great. Yeah, I'm, I'm about a quarter of the way through. I'm f- uh, it's very, very awesome. Uh, I was writing to him while I was on holiday. I was like, I've had no email about my pre-order. It's not turning up. They've not told me. I got home from holiday and it was there on my doorstep. I was like, yes. I still uh, haven't gotten my physical copy. Like, I haven't gotten an email or anything from the people. So I just bought one on Amazon <laughs> for my Kindle. Yeah, they, I they, got they, the Kindle for some, edition. For, for whatever reason, they, they haven't been contacting people like the company. They've just been sending them out. So mine just turned up when I got home. I was like, woo. <laughs> So yeah, the physical book's quite nice, big old thing. It's like close to like three hundred fifty pages. I didn't realize how wow. big it was. Big old thing. So you can probably find that at I think it's at You Died Book on Twitter, um, and then I'll include a link to the Amazon page and yeah, and, yeah. The, and their actual website will have like where you can buy it in your local region. Yeah, I, I, like, I think most most places it comes from uh, freight books. Yeah, yep. that's that, that's the place you can go get. And the other thing I wanted to mention actually about Souls of Darkness, I don't know whether 
I think it's true, but I see today that I think they've done an audiobook version, which is yes. rad. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be buying that because I can listen to it when I'm at work. So that is just super cool. I will be buying the audiobook version of that. That is a damn set. Yeah, Gary has a really good friend named Brayton that recorded all of the audio for that. And he is, I think he's a um, theater guy by trade. So his, I think it's, it's. I'm very much looking forward to it. He's been on several podcasts with them and they do... Uh, they do a podcast together, uh, Teenage Dirtbags together, and he's very hilarious. So I'm, I'm really interested in that audiobook, and I don't usually listen to audiobooks at all. <clears throat> awesome. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, see, I listen to a lot of audiobooks because when I'm at work, obviously my job's relatively boring, so I listen to a hell of a, a lot of audiobooks. And at the moment, I've been listening to uh, a new audio drama. I know it's completely out, but uh, the new Alien audio drama called Out of the Shadows, it's rad. If you're into Aliens... Go and listen, go and get it. It's super, super cool. It's not just a book. It's a full on audio drama and it's got like Rutger Hauer playing like a, an AI and oh, it's awesome. Go check it out. Like the, Completely random. like the movies alien or just like aliens in general? No, the movie alien. Yeah. Oh, wow. Cool. Yeah. I didn't know that was, that was out at all. Yeah. It's basically it's set between alien one and alien two. And apparently it's canon. I don't see how at the moment, but yeah, it's, it's super rad and it's, <laughs> it's all acted out. It's, oh, it's, it's awesome. Super rad. I don't know why. Yeah, tangent. Oh, see, look, I've come back on. And I've just started putting you on tangents again. This is why I, 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 yeah, I'm You're terrible. Fine. I'm, I'm the one that You're does fine. it. That's what <laughs> people listen, listen to us for. <laughs> that's the thing. I listened to your episode when I went there and you guys were totally like online, on point, bang on. I'll come back and I'm babbling about shit that don't even matter. I just want to, I just want to point out, Cliff, that did you notice that I did the intro? <laughs> Do you know what? I didn't even notice. Oh, come on. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> oh, actually, I did it for you, Cliff. Uh, see, when I listen, I listen to it, it was random. Like, cause I was listening to my podcast when I was going to bed to settle down, so I, I was a bit dozy when listening to them. So I might have I see, been. I'm always dozy. <laughs> uh, so, right, let's dive into it, shall we? So, well, let's uh, can we hear like st- stuff about Japan from Vader real quick before we get yeah. into news? And, yeah, sure. so we haven't. What, what's happening in Japan? Is it still Japan? <laughs> it's yes, still cool. Uh, it's still <laughs> super awesome. Um, I've been here only two days, but so much is we've done so much and just seen so much. It's it's just been it's been really good. Um, uh, the weather just to catch people up has been a bit spotty. <laughs> we had rain the first day, and then we had this inconsistent sun and cloud yesterday. But um, that hasn't stopped us just just tearing up the streets. I think I've worn out a pair of shoes already in the last two days. Um, there's yeah, awesome stuff to see. Um, went first first thing we saw most uh, once we got here, and we went uh, out with my brother. In just the middle of the shopping district, like massive, huge shopping district, people everywhere. You just turn a corner, and there's this little alleyway with this um, ancient shrine of a like a it looked like almost like a samurai, but it was completely covered in moss. And you would um, throw in a coin in the in the in the, the pot, um, uh, and then you'd get water and throw water on the statue to encourage the moss to grow. And it was just the most ancient and just cool and peaceful little thing that I, that they've seen. You just don't see that in New Zealand. Um, I don't think you it, see that uh, anywhere besides Japan. <laughs> that's that's right. Yeah, <laughs> Super red. I was about to say, uh, are you sure you're not been playing Dark Souls? <laughs> well, that's what that's. I had this just really cool feeling, like like you just can understand where the inspiration behind some of these covenants and these kind of things mm. of Dark Souls comes from. When you see these ancient things, I could fully imagine a covenant based on uh, moss 
in Dark Souls um, and that you would pray to this moss statue and yeah I just could imagine that being a mechanic in the game and being a covenant um, it, it's super cool like and this was like in the middle of this fancy um, modern shopping district wow. and there's this little little shrine with little building and it was just ancient like hundreds and hundreds of years old and I just, yeah, I can't believe it. it blows me away how awesome that is. Um, I'm glad you guys picked up on the Dark Souls connection because I was going to bring that up. Uh, <laughs> um, what else have we done? We're just I've been uh, into like a gaming district, and it's like a whole like blocks of just anime and gaming stores. There's just figures and statues and collectibles. I brought myself a little Mario pocket watch, which is the shape shape of one of the um, question mark bricks. Awesome. It pops open, and it's got like this retro um, pixel art in like silver of Mario, like jumping over one of those bullet dudes. Um, yeah, it was like fifteen dollars. It was like super cheap. Um, <laughs> what else? We've, but we've been just kind of hitting the streets at the moment. We, yesterday we went to the uh, Osaka Castle, um, and it's just just it's massive, like it's huge huge walls uh, they've got like stones that like in the walls that are the size of cars and it's like how the heck do they get these stones up here eh? it's <laughs> just it's just massive massive awesome architecture and yeah and then there's the food um you had the best ramen last night it was so good and it was like eight bucks awesome. like it'd been like five like five dollars us and it was the most delicious food i've like eaten uh, yeah do you, so, so do you have to play the uh, uh, the game of can I get a dish that doesn't have any fish? Um, <laughs> That's what it's like in Tokyo. You're like, oh, come on, man. Yeah. One of these one of these has got to be without fish. Yeah. That one, damn it, got the I, fish. I must <laughs> admit, I'm not, a, I'm not much of a fish guy. But yesterday afternoon, we went, we went and got some traditional sushi. Um, and I tried raw tuna. Um, and it wasn't bad. The flavor was great. It's just yeah, the, the, I don't, I'm not a big fan of the squishy texture, but it was good. It was good. Mm-hmm. Um, so fresh, just like yeah. In fact, in that same market area, we walked around the corner, and there was like a like a one and a half meter long tuna sitting there in a bucket, of, like a big container of ice, just sitting there. It was awesome. Yeah. It was huge. Um, just massive. You, you tuna. guys don't like seafood? Um, <laughs> Is that really? Yeah, I'm not, not huge on it. We know you do with all your bloodborne looking claw things everywhere. Yeah, crawfish, man. I oh, love oh, seafood's the best. Oh, man. I need to come over to you, Jeremy. You need to feed me up. I love seafood, man. Oh, dude, <laughs> you, you come down here, we, we will feed you seafood, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> no, me, me not so much. Um, but the, the ramen I had was um, I had uh, pork belly and katsu, mm. uh, katsu pork. And it was just, it was, I had a spicy one, it was miso, miso broth. Oh, it's good, man. It's so good. Um, you and then be hungry. <laughs> and la- last night we went to. After that, we went to uh, Namco Arcade. Oh man, that, that's an experience. Three levels. This is not even a big one. Three levels of just pure arcades. Like wow. Yeah, we we've got uh, one of the Namco arcades up in London, and I go there. Like that's like three, maybe four levels. Yeah, they're they're yeah. rad. This thing's this thing's intense. Like you've got like your first floor is all your game machines, you know, like your claw machines, and your you get your winning plushies and, and, and toys and whatnot. Um, and then like second floor was um, kind of a few more games, but a bit more lighthearted. Like it had like it had the coolest, you know, like Sonic versus Mario at like 
Olympics or whatever it's called uh, on like the the Wii. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have like an arcade version that has just come out. And it's got these t- huge two giant joysticks, like a foot tall joysticks <laughs> with like balls the size, like um, twice the size of a baseball kind of size. A big like grapefruit size nobles on top. <laughs> You wiggle them around. It's, it's so funny. There was these Japanese girls who were like playing it, and me and my brother and, and my wife were like betting, like like betting on who was going to win, and it was just so hilarious. And they're just you like run with your feet and then jump and to like go over the hurdles, and you got to wiggle these these joysticks. It was just mental. And they had like um, rhythm games, but it was like Japanese drums, so like the large Japanese drums. And it was like the rhythm game. Um, played this awesome gunslinger game, and you have two guns. And so you can have two guns, uh, you're shooting with two different guns, which is really comp- hard to actually aim two guns at the same time. And then you, there's analog sticks on the back, and so one strafes, one runs you around, and it's third person. And then you have a jump button, and then they've got magnets on them, so if you click them in side by side, it changes the gun you're using. And then you can click them on, like, one on top of the other, and then so the character I was using had a sniper when you did that. It was just, you just like, you know, and they're just like, because the magnets are quite strong, just slap together, and you're just like, and yeah, it's changes your gun it was very very cool um and also got to try pokin poke te- what is it called pokin pokin yeah, yeah the pokemon ticking game it was pretty fun <laughs> <laughs> it was really good um yeah it's been great um sounds rad yeah and that's just two days <laughs> yeah oh i saw the coolest goku statue at the arcade last night they had four that, versions that sounds like a contradiction in terms <laughs> What? I'm not. I'm not a Dragon Ball guy. I'm just. I'm just poking fun. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it was the coolest. It's the coolest Goku statue I've ever seen. Like they had four options. It was the identical uh, stance, but they had four different color palette palettes. They had like you could get a black and white one, and it just it looked like super cool. The black and white, and then they had like um two D, so it looked like it was two D shading, so it looked like it was from the anime, and then they had like a like a hyper-realistic one, and then, yeah, it was, and it was all just the same statue, just the paint jobs were different, and it was, yeah, so realistic, well, realistic for a cartoon, if you know what I mean, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah, good stuff, it's been, yeah, it's awesome. been great. No, good, the, the, yeah, I'd, I'd love that place, as I say, I've been, I went to Tokyo a couple of times, I absolutely adore Tokyo, that place is just like an entirely another planet, it's not like, anywhere you can go on this world that just place is so insane yeah oh, i don't mention the game shops um at the start of um the you died book i think Kizo, i'm pretty sure it's Kizo mentions in a kind of intro about how she was just amazed by the game stores here that like mm. you can get brand new games and they also have like games from the start of gaming life like you could buy the donkey kong individual flip up games you could buy like Final Fantasy City one on cartridge store for like two hundred and eighty yen. It's like a like it's like a pound. Like, That's insane. <laughs> um, and and it's just hundreds of them and you can buy like rip off Nintendo consoles that still play the cartridges for like forty bucks. Um <laughs> it's it was just it was just a mental it was like a it was like a museum of gaming in this like just little corner shop. It was just fantastic. Um yeah, just blown away by it. Oh, awesome. Sounds like you're having a, a, a red time. Yeah. Um, if anyone's got any suggestions, uh, chuck them my way. Um, we're happy to, happy to take suggestions. We're in Osaka, uh, Kansai region. 
so we'll be traveling around Kyoto, Osaka. Uh, so yeah, if you have any suggestions, send them my way. Are you? Yeah. Uh, did y'all go on this? I know your brother lives in this area, but did you go because it's your wife's birthday this week? Was that like part of the whole thing? Because Facebook told me it was your wife's birthday, and I was like, oh, I'm nice. probably not going to like send her a message when she's in Tokyo. I'm not going to run up her data charges, but or not Tokyo, but uh, Osaka. Like, Osaka, was this yeah. part of a celebration, or it just worked out that way? To be honest, um, we've oh, been nice. planning to come here for a long time. Um, yeah, I felt bad because would, yeah, in all the travels we were like traveling for like a, a whole twenty four hours, thirty hours on a straight kind of thing. Right. <laughs> And first day was her birthday, but um, we just kind of went out. We went to, oh, I forgot to mention this, man, for, for to celebrate because it's cool anyway. We're doing cool stuff, but to do something kind of different, we went to um, an all-you-can-eat dessert bar last night, and me and my brother were the only dudes there. It was like so like J-pop music. It, it was it was bright. It was pink. It was just it was <laughs> hilarious. All desserts were pink. You could make your own candy floss, and there was like plushies on the like big, like on the seats that you could cuddle with and get pictures with. There's all these school girls and stuff. <laughs> like, it was so cool. <laughs> but what was really funny is that it's kind of made me think differently about like marketing. Like market game marketing so different here. Like if this was done in the West, we would be like offended. But like Monster Hunter uh-huh. was like a was like sponsoring sponsoring the the restaurant, like. At the front counter, you could buy Monster Hunter figures, and there was like TVs up everywhere. It was like having trailers of Monster Hunter, and then there were like the little cats that you get, like the kind of helpers that you get in Monster Hunter. Like there was like four foot tall replicas of them, just like around the restaurant. Uh, and it was like a Monster Hunter semi themed restaurant. <laughs> uh, it was called Sweet Desserts, I think, or Sweets Paradise. Sweets Paradise. Wow. Um, Interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was complete. Yeah, it was it was it was quite fascinating. Um, but yeah, we kind of did that. So yes, uh, it just kind of worked out that it was for her birthday. Cool. Well, happy That's birthday, Vader's wife. Because <laughs> yeah. I know she listens to the show. She always comments after it. So happy birthday, belated. I'll say thanks for now, but she'll also tweet out and say thanks later. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. You always know when she's listened because you always get like these random tweets. She calls me out. Yeah, she she calls me out all the time. <laughs> Keeps me honest. <laughs> uh, cool, awesome. Well, we're actually on point actually. So speaking of uh, Japan, we've had a, a lot of Nintendo news sort of come out this week jeremy do you want to lead us through on that because i know you've been following this a bit and yeah yeah uh nintendo i guess this came out in a conference call like for their investor meeting or whatever but it's they basically it's out there now that the nx is coming in spring of 2017 and something that had been rumored but not necessarily confirmed is that the next zelda game is going to be split between the wii u and the nx and it's not coming till it's going to be a launch title so it's not coming till next year which makes me think, like, what the fuck am I going to do with my Wii U for the next nine, ten months? <laughs> like, they have no games to talk Sell about. <clears throat> Sell it and buy an NX. Why would you even want to play Inferior Zelda now when you know it's coming out in the NX? Well, I don't... It's fucking Zelda, How am dude. I going to get my Mario Maker fixed, though? That's my problem. Like, and are the games oh, going to be, God, like, yeah. is Wind Waker HD going to be backwards compatible? Can my digital copy of Wind Waker oh. HD come over to the NX? Like, I don't mm. want to sell my Wii U until I know all those kind of questions. I'm a... Yeah, he's... he's- we're we're mm. we're going to talk about the PS4 Neo, but I am way more upset about this Nintendo garbage than I am about Sony putting out a new console. Yeah, it's it's all but really. Odd. Do you want me to go ask Nintendo? I'll go knock on their door. 
Well, Please, Vader, can you <laughs> stop having stop <laughs> going to the arcade? Right. Take care of some podcast business, man. Come on. Hey, good. <laughs> Well, actually, that would be fun to visit Nintendo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, well, Jeremy, let, let, let's get off the ground then. So, how? What's your feelings on this? Why are you like? Is it got you super mad? Well, I mean, or, it's just like they didn't. I, let's say this to to stop any haters. Like, I I like the Wii U as a system. I, th- I think it's a, a quality console. I think I bought it for Nintendo games, and I got Nintendo games for it. But at this point, like they've they've basically announced a new console coming in a year. They have no new games that I know about coming out on the Wii U, and I'm like, what What are you doing with this platform? Like, this is going to be like a whole year where Nintendo's not doing anything, I guess, except for 3DS stuff and Mitomo. Like, I don't. It's just yeah. as, as a guy that owns a Wii U, like that would still like to buy games for his Wii U every once in a while. What am I going to play? Well, yeah, and Zelda's been delayed so many times, and this is another delay. It was supposed to come out this year, wasn't it? It was, mm. and you know, it was kind of obvious that it wasn't since they hadn't announced a name, announced a release date, or anything like that. But I was still kind of holding out hope that we would get like a big presentation for E3, and then it would be coming holiday 2016. But yeah, that's that's totally not going to happen. Although they did say that during E3 is going to be totally focused on Zelda, so like yay for that. I guess <laughs> well, it absolutely is going to be Zelda. If they're not showing the NX, they said they're not going to show NX at E3. What, what the else are they going to play? Yeah, exactly. they got to show other than Zelda. They've got Zelda unless they go right. We're not going to show the console, but here's a, a launch game coming for the NX, fucking Metroid NX. And then they blow everyone away, and the whole building falls down. Uh, yeah. I have no confidence that Nintendo can produce a quality Metroid game at this point. Like the last two Metroid, <laughs> the last Metroid games, last three or four that have had Metroid in the title have been garbage. Like straight up hot trash. I mean. What's the last good yeah. Metroid game? Like, I mean, if you like Prime, like it, Prime is an okay game. Two is a worse game. Three is, eh. and then like all of the rest of them after that are garbage. So like, you're looking back to Super Nintendo for the best Metroid game. Like, that's twenty fucking years ago. <laughs> I could probably get a copy for you if you want. <laughs> <laughs> I've got I've got a copy of Super Metroid actually. Uh, <laughs> Josh, are you a Nintendo guy? I know yeah. we usually talk like Sony and stuff when whenever you're on board, but. Uh, do you play many Nintendo games? Do you have a Wii U? Uh, no, I don't really have a Wii U, but I have got a 3DS, although it barely gets touched. But to be honest, this whole news doesn't really surprise me in the slightest, because Nintendo are always just... I know that they, they, they always seem to just... I don't really know about that company anymore. I, I had a lot of faith in that company, being just sort of standing out from the crowd and releasing games that people didn't necessarily get on with, but, you know, they had, like, their own little sort of, I don't know, the communities around them. But Nintendo has gone so downhill recently that this news just does not surprise me in the slightest. I mean, when the people have been saying since the Wii U came out that they've had nothing to play on it, so this is just another thing to add to the backlog, really, just knowing that Zelda's been pushed back and everything. It just, I don't know, it just, it's quite fitting of Nintendo for that to happen. I can understand why people would be very disappointed about it, but not being a Nintendo guy, personally, um, it doesn't really affect me too much, uh, but I know that everyone's getting really annoyed with it. Um, but it just, it's what Nintendo are like. I mean, they're very much going down the, the road that Sega went down, and I really don't think that Nintendo are going to be around much longer, to be honest. It, it- yeah, they're bailing out. It's like the, the sinking ship and the bailing out water, and it's just not. Yeah. Um, it's it's crazy though. Like 
like you just said though, they don't need to be doing this crazy shit. Stop with wasting all your money on fucking hardware. Become a software developer, sell Mario and Zelda cross platform. They will make fucking millions. They could easily sell ten million copies of like Zelda or whatever on cross platform PlayStation Xbox. Easy. How many people would be up for buying Mario and Zelda games yeah, yeah. on PlayStation well, and Xbox? Good. Fucking instantly, I would buy yeah. Mario and Zelda games like you know? <laughs> instantly on my Crazy. PS4. Yeah. Crazy. Got, I know how they can make money. Like I was on the plane over, and they've got like the, you got the individual screens, and they got these little controllers, and this controls are crap. But it was just awesome. Yeah, I could play Tetris. Imagine if they had like a like a Wii U or Wii, um, built into every system, so you could sit there and play Mario like on the plane or Zelda on the plane. Like they need to sell their Wiis mm-hmm. to like even just a Wii console would be dirt cheap to produce now. They sell a Wii consoles to, to having these these seats, the planes. They could make. Billions of dollars doing that, <laughs> and it would be so good to be able to play like uh, Twilight Princess on the Wii while you're flying across the world. <laughs> I don't know. Have you played Twilight Princess on the Wii U? Because I I bought it, and it's not that great of a game. <laughs> maybe maybe Mario Maker would be a better one. <laughs> well, Twilight well, Princess isn't that fun. <laughs> well, okay, well, okay. Link to the Past. That's that's the best out anyway. there. There you go. Yeah, Link to the Past. Absolutely. I had a buddy of mine uh, call me up the other day and say. Uh, his son, I think, is about six or seven, and he was like, "Hey, dude, my uh, my son downloaded like a ROM, and he's playing Zelda with, with like a keyboard. Like, what do I need to get him like a gamepad? I want him to like really experience this. It's so weird how like those games keep coming back and back." Yeah, me, I've I've just introduced uh, Link to the Past to my son, um, and he's lovely. He loves it. He thinks he just thinks it looks so cool, and it's it's just he's fun to play. It's it's such a generational game. Like it doesn't matter when you play that game. It just I feel that game holds up so well. Oh, it does over time. It's just ridiculous how that game holds up. You just and on that note, speaking that though, like obviously you're saying about their their, their games and stuff with the, the Zelda and that. Like the new Zelda looks really cool. I am fucking worried about it though. You know that. Yeah, yeah. I'm not surprised. Mm. Because they've completely fucking botched Star Fox. What have they done to that series? Like, oh, really? I've heard, I've heard Star Fox is fun. <laughs> I've heard it's hot trash. Have you seen? Have you heard the way it controls? It's fucking so dumb. Like, do you know? Do you remember then the old Star Foxes where you moved was where your your gun your reticle went, didn't it? Yeah. Now you've got a move with that one but to aim you've got to look at your fucking gamepad down here so you've got to keep looking up and down between that screen and that screen yeah that seems apparently it's the worst control scheme ever yeah that seems pretty mental i I really want to get my hands on it just to see how crazy it is like it just seems completely unintuitive why change the Star Fox flying and shooting scheme. That's saying that's been with them games for God knows how long. And basically, apparently, the game's literally Star Fox 64. Like, it's exactly the same. Same story, same everything, just shitter. Yeah, <laughs> just don't get Nintendo. I'll, I've been looking at that Star Fox game because I've got one, a buddy on Twitter that's really into it. And, like, he, he, he likes the game a whole lot. And he, he's been playing it, but he's really into Star Fox, too. And I'm... Like, I, I look at that, I was never real big into Star Fox on any of the systems before this, and I'm like, this just doesn't look fun. Like, it looked fun for a couple of minutes at one of the E3 videos where, like, you were flying in and your plane t- turned into, like, a little walker tank thing. Yep. And I was like, okay, well, maybe, maybe. And then I watched, uh, like, a quick look or whatever, and I was, nah, this, this does not look fun at all. I don't want to play this. 
Yeah, see, that's the thing. It's it's, it's concerning with Nintendo. Um, I really hope they 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 pull a rabbit out of the hat and you know really impress us with the NX and they then they pull themselves out of where they are. Um, because I too friendly. Um, friend of mine. Uh, he he likes he loves his Nintendo and the comment he's made to me about Nintendo and we've, when we were discussed how they're kind of slipping downhill a bit is that the world would be a sadder place without Nintendo. The game industry would be a very morbid place <laughs> without Nintendo. Mm. It, it is the yeah. joy and the brightness that uh, that contrasts the dark and the the, the, the nastiness yeah, and I, of the gaming world. I, and I get that, but like, look at something like Ratchet & Clank. Like, they don't have a... That's true. There are know, other they, places. They haven't, they haven't patented like joy. <laughs> other companies don't do it. And <laughs> I, I would love to see them, like Cliff was saying, like... I, I don't really care about Nintendo hardware. I I keep going back to Mario Maker because Mario Maker is like one of the most unique things that have come out from Nintendo in the last probably twenty years. But that that could not have happened without the Wii U. But all of their other stuff could have totally be playable on a normal like three hundred and sixty PS four controller, like everything, with the exception of that one thing. Exactly. Yeah. No. Exactly. Nintendo. Everyone knows Nintendo because of their games. It's the games they make awesome games and. They could. Uh, I, I just don't understand why they're still gripping on so tightly to this hardware, where they're obviously hemorrhaging money on hardware. Because if you look at their sales figures, it's just like that. Just get rid of the hardware. Fuck that. Software, PlayStation, Microsoft. Oh man, I don't know. I, we'll see. But there's obviously there's the, the rumors of the NX that it's going to be more powerful than the PS4. Blah blah blah. Will it be as powerful as the Neo? Who knows? That's a that's a whole that's a whole different case. Maybe why it's delayed. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, <laughs> the the PS4 Neo stuff is is super interesting to me, and I apparently am in the minority mm. about not really caring about this a whole lot. Um, so I'm, I'm I'll keep my mouth shut for a little while while you guys talk about it because I think Cliff, you were kind of heated about this if I remember right. I may be misremembering. Well, it kind of maybe came across that way, but my my point was it doesn't fucking matter. Okay, okay. <laughs> that yeah. was the, the yeah. Basically, this was the point I was trying to get to across to a lot of people because a lot of people were getting super fucking mad over it. Like real, like you've kind of screwed us. We 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 made we bought all these consoles, PS fours, and now you've made a better one. We we've now got inferior versions. It's like. I understand that, but that's technology. Technology moves on. Sometimes it takes five years. Sometimes it takes eight years. This time it's only taken three years. It does happen, but your console is still going to be the same great gaming machine you bought when you went to the shop and bought a PS4. It isn't going to change. It's still the same console. It's not suddenly turned into a big floppy wet fish under your TV. I just don't get it. I don't get the, the, the madness. Like You either buy it or you don't. You're still going to get all those great games. Yeah, it, it it is a bit of a messy one, um, because it does because they're trying if they're trying to keep two consoles. It's the same problem we had for the first year of the PS4 is that the, all the games coming out were weren't that spectacular because they were made for mm. PS3 because of the installment base and PS4. So the PS4 versions were just PS3 games with slightly pretty graphics. Um, so that yeah. there's the there's the concern that's going to happen, um, and but no, I totally agree with you. That's the point. So if anyone's going to lose out, it'll be PS4 Neo owners because that console will be held back by the PS4. So I don't know why PS4 owners are mad. Uh, yeah, don't know. Yeah, yeah. Don't know. <laughs> it's, it's super interesting though uh, because 
it's the first time, obviously, someone's risking this to try something slightly different. And someone's got to try something new, otherwise things can never change. What if what if someone went never went, oh, let's try disc-based machines, we'll stay cartridge. If someone, if you don't make those leaps, you'll never know what works. And I think they it could either work or it could not. They could make a few sell fuck all and go right we won't bother doing that again we'll stick to a seven year life cycle yeah the thing is that people saying I've heard people saying that it's needed that the PS4 struggles and the, and it, it's 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 outdated no, it isn't it's the games look yeah the games look great still like I'm happy to play the games like I just playing the the Neo beta and it's it's great looks awesome plays well Dark Souls 3 yeah. plays awesome <laughs> like, Ratchet and Clank is one of the best looking games I've ever seen it is yeah. absolutely gorgeous mm-hmm. so I really don't understand that I, I don't get all of this oh, it's, it's new it's only a couple of years in the PlayStation through every iteration of it has had a separate version come out okay I, I think it might be because this time it's been specifically sort of said that it's going to have an actual upgrade to it. And yep. obviously that yeah. upgrade is going to make using the VR headset a bit easier. But if you look right back from the original, the grey PlayStation, you had the, the small PlayStation, the PS1, as it was called. Then you had the PlayStation 2. Then you had the slim version. Then you had the PS3, which had two further iterations of it. I don't remember anybody mm-hmm. complaining about it then. So I think this generation is purely because it's been so thrown in our faces that this is it's supposed to be like was it two and a half times more powerful i think they said so because of that i think people are just kicking up a stink because now they think it's going to split the user base so that they're getting all up in arms about it they don't seem to realize that the vast majority of people just don't really care they're just happy to have a playstation 4 it doesn't matter if it's like the one that they've had since launch day or one of the brand new ones. As long as we all get the same games, we can all have these experiences and have these conversations and just share these great moments with each other. Who cares? Yeah. Really? I, I don't see the problem in it whatsoever. I mean, I won't be buying one, but that's because I don't have that kind of disposable income. If I did, then I would have bought an Xbox One specifically just to buy Quantum Break. You know, and so if I could <laughs> afford to, then yeah, in an ideal world, obviously, but... It's not an ideal world. I have a perfectly decent PlayStation 4, which I recently upgraded the hard drive on. So I'm set now until the, the end of the console's life, pretty much. Yep. There you go. And that, that I feel that's the attitude people need to have, really, because a lot of people, I don't know, they look at it and they go like, oh, that some people, I don't know why, they'll be playing it, and in the back of their head, they'll be like, oh, I'm playing an inferior version. It's like... It, it does not matter. Does it fucking matter? What is the is the version you got a big pile of shit? No. So what's what? No. Nah. The the problem is, as you say, Josh, it's just like it's literally because it's going to be slightly upgraded graphics. The thing is, if you look at the specs and you know, obviously, uh, the specs and stuff, the GPU, the graphics processor, is twice as powerful, but. The CPU's had a slight bump. The RAM hasn't had anything. It's had a speed bump. So you're only probably going to get a little bit more power out of it. It's not huge. If you know the numbers, it's not a massive bump. All you're going to get, I think, you'll get, say, 1080p guaranteed, 30 frames guaranteed, maybe 60 if they can do it, and you might have some extra sort of lighting effects, smoothing effects, things like that nothing it's not going to look you're not going to look at that look at that one 
and go, Jesus, they're two different games. It'll be slightly yeah. better. Nothing, nothing to write home about. It literally is like going to a slim, but with a little bit extra. And here's the fun part. Like, hey, my my sister wants a PS4. So, hey, sis, pay me $200 for my PS4. And then I go and I, buy, I spend another 200 bucks, and I have a new fancier PS4. Like, that's a, that's a good situation yeah. for people to be in, I think. Like, incremental upgrades aren't necessarily a bad thing. If you care about it, you probably already have a PS4, or else you wouldn't be mad. You could just sell your PS4 and go get the new one. Like, there's going to be a market for that instantaneously. Yeah. So. See, that, that that's, the, that's the major point. The... the <laughs> I've I've noticed like, I've been looking at the internet, blah blah blah. A lot of the people who generally don't like the fact that this is happening is people who don't have the disposable income to get one. I know that sounds a bit shitty, and I don't mean it's come across that way. But a lot of the, I'd say sort of eighty eighty odd percent of them are young people who their parents get them for them. They can only get one console every so often. And obviously, they feel a bit shafted about it. But like, it's, you know, me, it's, me and, it seems uh, very fifty-fifty. Chris, Chris Moser and I went back and forth on this on Twitter when uh, you originally posted hmm. this question about. I think this was like two weeks ago at this point, and um, yeah, I, I made the the car analogy because I think he said something along the lines of like, "I just it makes me sad knowing that I'm not playing the best version of something." And I totally and I understand that. Like, I understand like if you're playing yeah. like because I've I did I was a computer gamer for a long time. And by the time like my 3DFX cards started getting out of date, like I would I would look at screenshots and then look at my computer and go, well, yeah, I'm not playing the best of this, and that kind of sucks. But like mm-hmm. at a certain point, either you care about it enough to upgrade, or you care enough about it enough, or you don't care about it enough to upgrade. If that makes sense, like, and I, people's money are people's money. Like, but this is all a hobby. And me and Chris going back and forth. I don't want to call Chris out because Chris, me and him went back and forth on it. And he was like, yeah, I don't really understand why this upsets me. Like, it, I think this is so something like I could probably get over. And I think by the end of the conversation, he had gotten it over. Gotten over it. Excuse me. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I saw that conversation. He actually, he didn't, he, in that conversation, it's quite funny. He personally didn't even understand himself. He was like, I'm not sure why I'm mad. Yeah, which is, can't which put is my pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. He couldn't actually put his finger on why it upset him as much as it did. It's just the fact, I think it is a simple fact is I've bought this machine, but now there's a better one. I really want it, but I don't think I can have it. And that upsets me, which it would anyone because we are hardcore gamers and we want the best of what we can get. Hardcore. Do you know what I mean? And it, it does. You, I kind of hate calling myself best. a gamer nowadays with all of the weird Gamergate and all that stuff. Like, I, I play games. Yeah, <laughs> I read books. I watch movies. Yeah. Like, it's not it's not my lifestyle. I just really, really enjoy games more than a lot of the other media that I yeah. consume. Yeah. So. I don't know. I, I, don't know. I, 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 I think I'm full in the middle. Like, I, it's kind of, it's cool that there's more and we can get better. But at the same time, it's like, I really don't want it to, I think it's the fear that it falls into the PC gaming realm. Like, we have PC gaming for the you know the, the 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 maxing out specs. Uh, we we mm. play console because we can just plug it in and play. Um, I I just I would hate to see a, the PlayStation go down the route of PC because we might as well just get a PC. Um, I, I just yeah, no, I hope it doesn't I, go I, too far. That's what I would say, and I think that's the concern that Chris. I don't has. think it will, man. Um, yeah, I, I think I think that's the fear is that hey, every two every year we're gonna have the PS. 
it's just going to be the PlayStation, and then every year you're gonna they're going to be kind of expecting you to buy an upgrade, kind of similar to the iPhone, so to speak. Like where you, there's well, a new iPhone every year, but you well, may skip a couple of years in between. So. Yeah, well, at least with that, it's um, is that it's it's a working unit. I, I think I have the fear that it's going to go that it's 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 going to move in and it's it's going to become that you have to upgrade this to play this game, and you ha- and it'll become modular and it, like a PC and and that's what i fear like i just don't want that i don't want to have to know i, so, I want to yeah. buy out a game and go definitely game, game I, to play it. I, I definitely don't want a modular situation yeah. at all um i would expect I, at a certain I'd point where they would say hey we've got for the last five years we released five revisions of the playstation 4 this game is going to only run on the ones that you bought in the last three years like i could see that situation happening and that would be a serious bummer because that works in ios it works that way like if you've got an ipad 2 yes, you're not yes, playing yes. the latest and greatest ios games but and that would that would suck, but at the same time, like at a certain point, you have to leave people behind. So well, and that, I, I and that works, and that, and that that's proven to work. It works quite well in the with the Apple Store. Like it's quite clear and easy to 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 handle and know. So it, it yeah, there is room for it to to be viable. Yeah. So we had a whole uh, yeah. host of uh, people asking, or people responded to this. Um, like we had a whole lot of responses, more than we usually do. Cliff, do you want to start us off with the uh, first one? Yeah, sure. Uh, Our first one comes from Shinobi of the Cosmos, at Darth Shinobi on Twitter. He says, I'm totally fine with Neo and how they're uh, handling it according to the leaked documents is pretty good. Partly, oh God, I can't see that too far away. Parity within reason. Yeah, no, I do agree with you there. With the with the, the the way the documents have come out, they've basically turned round. And uh, uh, have, we, have you read the document that says like you must do this, you must do that? Mm-hmm. Basically, they they're doing everything they possibly can not to shaft over OG PS4 owners. I think. Yeah, they are. Yeah, yeah. I'll take the next one, um, which is from. Uh, Janos at Playful Wolf on Twitter. Um, they say, My primary reason for upgrading for gaming on a console is not to have to deal with system specs and upgrades. This new trend worries me. Kind of speaking to Vader's point of like, hey, I don't want this to be a PC. Mm. Like, I don't I don't game on a PC because I don't want to bother with all that. Like, that's the reason I want a console. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people, once again, I think a lot of people worried about that. But by, by what they're saying, it's like you'll plonk the disc in and it'll go, right, you've got a Neo off you go, you've got a PS4, off you go. I don't think there's going to be any jacking around with it by the sounds of things. But as I say, at the moment, this is all, all speculation. We, we, we don't really know because Sony hasn't even commented on this shit yet, do they? So it's yeah, just it's like, the fear of the unknown. That's the thing. It's 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 more scary yeah. than what you know. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Although I did read a thing yeah. the other day that said that there was possible um, sort of jeopardy towards... A, Possible PlayStation Five. So they're they're not actually sure at the moment because obviously they've got to focus on Neo. They're not sure for the future if they're going to be doing PlayStation Five. So I think maybe they're trying to sort of they might be sort of kind of buckling to the pressure of we got to sort of stand in line with the way that the PC sort of games run and we've got to sort of update it incrementally so that we can just gradually build up our power base, but. I don't really think you need that. I think that if you kind of if you stand in that line, then consoles kind of lose their identity in that really because there's all there's always been the conflict between PC gamers and console gamers. 
is one that I used to dip in myself, but I, I don't like to get involved in that anymore because I just don't see the point. Exactly. Because most people who spend all the time moaning about it, they spend more time moaning than they do actually playing the games that they buy. And I don't want <laughs> to do that. I want to be able to actually have this machine, which I know works, and be able to buy these games and play them and discuss them with people. If I wanted to actually upgrade some every so often, then I would be a PC gamer. But I think they're just they're kind of bucking to the pressure of just having to accept the fate that the PC will always be one step ahead. And so they have to always be one step ahead as well. I just don't think that's necessary at all. I agree. Um, well, this, no. this funny thing, like we talked about a few episodes ago about the um, the the fear that a lot of these big comp- uh, game development companies in Japan had at the start of this new generation is that they didn't they didn't think console gaming was a viable platform anymore, um, and so software has been kind of um, hamstrung a little bit because they were making um, kind of episodic things because they 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 didn't see that big releases were a thing and they've been proven wrong. Um, but the, what we know about large companies is that sometimes they're not very flexible uh, because they're already they're working on these projects for years in advance before we even see and hear about them. And so I wonder if this is part of part of that is that they've been working on this in the background before they realise that the PlayStation Four is actually a really popular thing. It's done really well. Uh, it's one of, isn't it one of the best selling consoles. Um, yeah, good on the figures. Uh, so, yeah, he's he's, he's up yeah. There, yeah. Um, and so I, I wonder if this is sort of that the the slowness of large companies to react to the actual market and what people have enjoyed that they started on because yeah I'd imagine they started on this soon after the four was released um, before they even knew it was a success so yeah yeah just it's interesting because um, yeah I agree with you Josh I don't think it is necessary console no it's not yeah I don't I don't think that we need games to look absolutely stellar all the time. Some of the most unique and most interesting games I've ever played have been some of the worst looking ones, but the worst looking ones generally have the best story. Or the best charm. Yeah, they've got, they've got yeah, the best charm, exactly. Yeah, style. I mean, you, you, take, you take Dark Souls and when you get to Blighttown, it runs like crap, but it's got the reputation that it's got because of what it is, yeah. not because of the way it looks. You know, nobody is ever, I mean, you get to certain areas like Anor Londo and everything, and everyone says, oh, you know, at times when it wants to, it can look stunning. But that game primarily is not known for the way it looks or yep. the way it runs. Everybody says, oh, yeah, when you get to this certain bit, it slows down in terms of frames. <laughs> we all know that. But that's not what that game is about. And, you know, people seem to be forgetting that graphics just aren't everything. Power yep. is not everything. Yeah, it's a story. And a lot of people seem to forget that this opinion is the internet's opinion. That's not the general consensus yeah. opinion. A lot of people who buy in these games don't even frequent the sites yeah. we go on. You know what I mean? The, the major populace out there. But this is the thing. This is why I think the Neo is going to sell quite well because most of the sales come from people who don't go on these sites, don't talk about games, don't listen to podcasts, and they like to buy a new shit. So... But, well, especially yeah. when it's the only option. There'll be still people wanting to buy a PS4, and they won't. Yeah, it'll just be the, just the mm. new console. They won't even, maybe even not even notice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I imagine yeah. they'll stop selling the PS4. Uh, I don't think they will. Oh, yeah, they, I, I think they definitely. I think, I think they definitely up. will. Yeah, I think they almost certainly will. They'll phase it they'll out. Probably. Yeah, yeah. They'll they'll however many they have built, phase they'll switch out. production to the new model and sell out, sell through the the old model. Yeah, just um, like they did with the, yeah. the Slims and whatnot. 
But moving on to the next uh, listener feedback uh, from our Buck Lord, Buck Lord, Global Mega. I think we dude. skipped one. Did we not? Did we? You skip one. Yeah. Oh, I did. Sorry, my bad. <laughs> yeah. Josh, you want to take us to uh, Neo Loki? <laughs> take yeah, us no, next step. Um, yeah. So, the, uh, friend of the show, friend of us all, Neo Loki says it seems specific to VR. If you are going with the PS4 VR, then you would upgrade. If not, then shrugs. And, <laughs> yeah, that's that's definitely a yeah. valid opinion. I'd say. Yeah. Mm, absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Uh, now with Bucklord, Global Mega Dude. <laughs> uh, he's 50 50, half of me wants, wants it. Playing a Dark Souls game with a steady frame rate would be great. Half of me is annoyed about it. Yeah. That's literally what we were just yeah. saying. All they need to do is say that Bloodborne and Dark Souls 3 runs at 1080p60, and I'll, be, I'll pre order it right now. That's literally all they need to do. <laughs> I, I'm going to be if they announce it E3 and they say you can pre-order one now I will be pre-ordering one I would probably switch my pre-order because I have the PSVR pre-ordered I'd probably switch it to that but I, I don't know I'm still yeah. I'm still kind of debating about building a gaming PC as much as much shit as I just talked about it <laughs> well I I did have my gaming PC it cost me 1600 to build and all I did was fuck around getting games to work properly and this yeah. and that. The ports were terrible. The ports to PC were fucking atrocious. I just gave up with that shit and came over to console. Well, that, that's the funny thing. Like there is there is a there is a definitely coolness to getting a, a game looking pretty and looking really nice on a high expect PC. But most PC gamers I know spend more time tutoring with the with the yep. specs yep. than they yep. do actually yep. playing the game. It's a game in itself, and, yep. and I yeah, I don't have the time for that. <laughs> and some people, I don't want to have the time, time for that. that. <laughs> I don't like I don't want to be the guy spending there doing that because I I don't think that I'd be able to help myself doing it. Exactly. Like, be, oh well, yeah. what if I what if I check this and do that? Like I like just, just yeah. So I've been hesitant to build a PC. It's funny. My my, uh, my mate's got a. Um, quite a new Mac uh, iMac one of the, the high spec ones um, 27 inch like mm. he's up the RAM um, you know and real nice video card in it um, not they're not really made for gaming but they're, they're good for graphics and stuff um, and he's he's like chucked in Street Fighter and you can test the frame rate and it's his his, his, his computer's uh, powerful enough to run it at like 230 frames a second or something stupid excellent <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah it's just mental uh, anyway, tech stuff. Alright, the next one from Video Game Dogger at Revitar. Who I'd like to say a massive thank you to, by the way. I don't know oh, if yeah, anyone saw it. I was going to ask you about yeah. this. Yeah, this is your new profile pic, right? Hey, yeah, but my favourite anime, I've even got it tattooed on my arm, is uh, a film called Akira. Uh, it was made in the 80s. And he has drawn me basically character caricatured me as uh canada one of the main characters from the film and it's fucking awesome so yeah uh thanks for that dude super super stoked with that pretty cool hey, did you see the one he, d- he did one of paddy as well as revolver yeah, yep. up. <laughs> he it. just did one of super uh cool. cole from the, the duck feed crew too as uh the one of the, the executioner guy whose name i can never remember oh, really yeah that's pretty oh, good right. and yeah. also the pyromancer from dark souls one yes and yeah. also the pyromancer it's pretty okay. cool <laughs> Yeah. Well, he, he he's written in and he's put does a quick check on Google for thirty seconds. I hate it. Gaming ruined. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, amazing. The next one is something we already talked about. This was uh, Chris Mos- Chris Mosher saying, um, "I don't know why this has me so angry. PC is already better than PS4, but knowing other PS4s are better than mine will bother me." 
And uh, yeah, we, we talked mm. about that a minute ago, and he, me, and him went back and forth, and I think he, I think he came out on the other end going, "I don't really care that much. I'm still, I still got great games to play." So exactly. And the thing is, as a console gamer, you automatically know that PC is better, so it, you just go on with what you've got. Really, it doesn't make a difference. Just see it this way, Chris. That you're, 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 I've seen that you're getting a lot of retro games recently, all your PS1 games and PS2 games you're busting out. It's just the same thing. <laughs> you love those. Exactly. Yeah. You love those, so there's no harm in loving the old PS4 you're games. You're going to boot up the retro game Metagear Solid 5, yeah. the Neo edition. <laughs> <laughs> uh, awesome. All right. Uh, do you want to read the next one? Yeah. So it is from, I think this is at Den Ledef. He said, Fine, it'd be mad expensive to keep old APU manufactured. Games still target original PS4, requiring Neo mode is not hot though. Mm. Yeah. I, 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 this this ties back to what you guys said about them cancelling out mm. the OG PS4 because it would be a pain just to pay for old APUs to be manufactured. That actually is right, and you guys are right. They will phase out the old PS4, and it will just be Neo. Definitely. Just as a quick Neo, aside to that, agree, did you yeah. guys see that? Um, Microsoft are discontinuing the 360 now. Yes. Yeah. 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 I did. Yeah. That's actually, that's quite disappointing because that, that has some real great games on it, the 360. I mean, my Xbox 360 is currently propping open my bedroom door, so I can't really speak, <laughs> speak much for it now. <laughs> but at the time, um, I had a real great time with it. And it had, yeah. in my opinion, everyone used to bang on about Gears of War, but in my opinion, the two exclusive games that were the best were Alan Wake and Crackdown and you cannot beat them in my opinion for that sort of generation I think they're some of the best of that entire generation yes. well yeah. yeah Alan Wake was fucking awesome well, I've got, I've... I still have my 360 hooked up so like I'm, mm. I'm I'm just you know I have it there just like I have my PS3 for just in case I want to go back to something so yeah, it's well, this is the point I think that's one of the major reasons why they're discontinuing the uh, Xbox 360 now because they want everyone to buy an Xbox One, didn't they? And they're really pushing the backwards compatibility stuff, which I really wish Sony would do, but Same. they're not going to because they have PS now, and they they spent a lot of money on that fucking thing, so they're not gonna. <laughs> which is a shame. Backwards compatibility is cool, though. I just don't have the time to play the old games. I've got too many new games to get through. <laughs> too many yeah. new games to play. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But I get to play cool. Alan Wake. I got right, a free download code for it when I bought Quantum Break, so I will be trying that at some point. Yes, do it. It's incredible. It's such a cool yeah. game. The story's rad. Yep, yep. I highly recommend it. Um, so we've got uh, David Petroko um, from Twitter um, at Thread. Thread. PS4 Neo is a slap in the face to anyone that has a PS4. Consoles are supposed to be buy and enjoy for that gen. I don't trust we won't make a game that won't work on the original PS4. That's like quite, he's quoting. Like we, just, yeah, yeah. yeah, he doesn't trust that they'll do it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, once the power is out there, people will want to use it. Soon you will have games that run on the PS4. But utter crap and meant for the Neo. There is potential for that. Yeah. But I think to counterweight yeah. that, at least for the first year or two, there, there'll be too much of an install base for the PS4 that developers won't want to exclusively make Neo because they want the money of the console installing base. <laughs> mm. 
more yeah. consoles, more people can buy. Yeah. Yes. Uh, the the yes. danger here is that you get into something like um, what was there was a 3ds game that came out recently that like on the new 3ds it was perfectly fine, and then on like my old shitty 3ds mm. apparently like ran like garbage. Hyrule Warriors. Okay. Hyrule Warriors. Yeah, yeah. And I don't want that to happen at all. If that does happen, I'll be massively disappointed, and I'll be on Dark Insight episode 40 going fuck Sony, man, fuck Sony. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm gonna give them the benefit of the doubt till then. Yep. Yep, I think yeah. that's that's yeah. Yeah, well, okay. That's all our listener yeah. comments. I, I, yeah, I don't think there's much more to say on that subject. To yeah, be honest, I think it's we're just, good. Where I think it'll be interesting to see how they sell it to us at E3, how they're going to spin it, and how they're going to try and get people to buy it. They really need to push it in one way because I think a lot of people will actually be like, oh, "Fuck it, I'm happy with my PS4. I don't want to buy your new spangly thing. I don't need to." So it'd be interesting to see how they how they try and push it and promote it. I'm I'm yeah. intrigued. Interesting space to to watch. Mm. Yes, very interesting indeed. Well, E3 is not very far away. So. We want to talk about some games we've been playing because I yes. think Cliff, me, and you have literally played nothing but Dark Souls Three, which we'll, we'll talk about a little <laughs> later. So <laughs> this might go pretty quick. Yeah, I've literally played the DS Three, and that is it. I, I have not played a single other video game besides Dark Souls Three. Nope. Well, I, yeah, and one one that we decided we we're not going to talk about until later because we didn't have anything good to say about it. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. oh, Josh, what have, what have you been playing? I have actually been playing a few other games um, because there's so many out there and you have to to try and you know, keep it all balanced a little bit. Um, so I don't know if you guys have heard of a little game that was released recently called Blues and Bullets. No. No? No. Um, I mean, I hadn't heard about it at all. I just happened to see it on store and I picked it up and it, it only cost me, it was just over five quid, so I thought I'd, I'd take a punt on that. Um, it seems to be like okay. a, a small, episodic uh, film noir-based game, um, where half of it is kind of like uh, a David Cage-esque game, where you're wandering around and you're exploring and um, sort of checking things in the environment and making choices. And the other half is a kind of, from what I've played, I haven't put too much time into it, but it seems to be a kind of on-rails shooter kind of thing, where your guy will change cover and then it really feels like a, a light game or something where the the way that you actually aim just really feels like that it would suit a light gun um it seems all right from what i've played i'm glad that i only paid just over five quid for it because to be honest uh it kind of looks like crap oh no <laughs> um it really does it looks like an early sort of xbox 360 game like we're talking that sort of prey and condemned it looks awful um, the character models look absolutely terrible, um, and just especially on the hair, it just it looks like sort of late PS2, early 360 era. Um, and there was, I remember there was one bit. This isn't really a spoiler because it's literally sort of two minutes into because it, it obviously it's in episode format. So you've got the first two episodes you can buy now, and then obviously they'll be releasing the last three episodes throughout the year. Towards the start of the first episode. I think the setup is you're kind of like a, a, a retired cop and you now own and run a diner um, and there's a character in the diner who is actually a cop and you can hear him spouting his mouth off and bragging to his friend about how 
I think he arrested somebody and then he beat them up over something. And he's just being an absolute dick. And the, and you're instantly hating this character. And then he specifically says to you, don't put extra sauce on my burger. So the first thing I did was I put the entire bottle in his burger. <laughs> I thought, well, you're just being a dick. So I'm going to actually punish you. And then I gave it to him and he said, what are you doing? Put all this sauce in my burger. It's like, well, you're an idiot. So you're just, that's exactly what you're getting. Um, so I've only played it for about half an hour or so. Uh, I don't really know how long the episodes are. Um, but it seems it's quite sort of stylized. It's very, it feels a lot like Sin City in the fact that it's obviously been a film noir style. It is all in black and white. But the, the, the primary sort of colour that stands out is reds, which obviously was quite big in Sin City and other films like Shinder's List and, and everything like that. So it, it seems all right, but yeah, I'll, I'll come back to it at a later time, I think, um, when I've got a bit more time on my hands to actually get stuck into it. But it, it might be worth it, or you could just like watch a, a Let's Play on YouTube of it if you don't really fancy it, but it's not too bad. Yeah, cool. The, the whole sauce yeah. and the burger thing sounds fun. I like that. <laughs> I like that you can do yeah, that. that. Yeah, that, was, that, sounds, um, that sounds really fun. Yeah, that was quite satisfying actually. Because like, well, you're just, I don't like you instantly. Like you said two sentences, and I already don't like you. So yeah. you're just getting it basically. Yeah. Never be a jackass in front of food uh, service people because <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you exactly. don't know what they can yeah, do to your food. They're the ones in control, so mm-hmm. they could just mess up your food if they want. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and then the other, the only other game I've been playing aside from Max Payne, but that's years ago, so that's just more like a nostalgic thing for me, is I've been playing Ratchet and Clank, and I'm absolutely loving it. Yeah, I've been yeah I can't wait to get my hands on this game. I'm, I'm yeah. really excited about it. Yeah, do it. It is fantastic. This is how a reboot should be done. It is incredible. It's easily one of the best-looking games I've ever seen, despite the fact that it's all in cartoon style. It looks incredible. The, just the, the colour scheme... And the variations of the worlds that you go to, it's so vibrant and it makes such a nice change and a real nice sort of change to the palette of just going from something like Dark Souls, which is all sort of bleak and (laughs) quite sort of one real small colour palette. And then you've just got Ratchet and Clank, which just blows the doors wide open. Um, And I think it it seems to be halfway between tying into the new film. It came out today, actually, I think, the film. Yeah, it seems to be kind of tying in with the film, but bringing the original on the PS2 up to date, and it's absolutely fantastic. I just can't seem to put it down at the moment. It's brilliant. Very cool. Yeah, I've been meaning to pick it up. Just been away this week, so next week. Yeah, yeah, definitely I'll, do it. It's I'll got. A lot of, lot I mean, Dave, yeah. I assume you, you've all like played the original games, have you? Yeah, I got the mm-hmm. I got the trilogy, yeah. HD trilogy. Nope. No. Oh definitely man, you're, you're in for a tree cliff. They're they're really good. Yeah, yeah, definitely get this. Well, I'm I'm I've never been a fan of that type really? of game. Really? Oh man, yeah. I've... The only game I really played that was sort of like that was Crash Bandicoot. Man, yeah, you need to get on this. It is fantastic. It's got so much charm and so much sort of good humor to it. It, I just, I absolutely love it. The characters are so well written. The jokes in there are really yeah. well written and delivered by the dialogue, and it, it's just yeah. brilliant. I know Paddy's been absolutely loving it as well. So uh, he's actually uh, clank nerd, though. Well, he's yeah, he is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, um, the the ones for PS3 
were the first time that I ever thought that video games finally delivered on the promise of like playing a CGI movie. Like I remember booting what whichever one of it, it was the first one that I played, and it really looked like I was playing like like a, a Pixar movie. It was so fucking gorgeous. Like it was, and that was back then. So like I can only imagine what this looks like. I'm really yeah. excited about it. It's well, absolutely. Josh, did you pick up the new Hitman episode? You don't have it in your thing, but I, it, I think it just recently came out, and you're the only only other person besides me I know that plays Hitman. So yeah, that's true. Um, I have picked it up. I haven't actually had a chance to give it a try yet, um, and I haven't really watched. Uh, there's been all sorts of videos, but I don't really want to watch them. Because I just want to go in there and discover it for myself. Um, yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah cool. but uh, I haven't really had the time to, to delve into it. I'll probably do that over the weekend, I expect. But yeah, once once I have played it, then you'll be able to probably see a, a ranting ramble for me on twitter <laughs> I've, I've heard this new one they've done is awesome and yeah huge it's supposed to be yeah, massive one. the first episode yeah. was massive so i can't i can't wait to see what this one is like yeah i've heard that there's just so many different ways to even get to where you need to be as well like i heard that you can sort of go underground and and all that and um, so i'm really looking forward to getting stuck into it but at the moment ratchet and clank seems to be my thing nice yeah, and apart from that, everything else I played has just, just been Dark Souls, really. So I'll, I'll leave Dark Souls, Dark Souls, Dark Souls. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. What about you, Vader? Um, yeah, I've, besides, besides Dark Souls. I've managed to um, finish Dark Souls 3 before I uh, came over to Japan. Um, it's really great. It was, it was a, roller, a bit of a roller coaster for me, Dark Souls 3. Um, I really, really like it, and then at times I really, really hated it. <laughs> yeah, I, I completely agree. Um, and it's a lot of it seems to be maybe the build I was, um, but overall it's it's just it's an amazing game. Um, yeah, loved it. Um, some wow moments, some spectacular uh, discovery moments, some sad um Moments when I realised I missed whole sections of of quests without even realising, uh, but that's what the next playthrough is for. Um, but yeah, um, you'll hear, yeah more about Dark Souls later. Um, I before I the day or two before I left, I lent my copy of Dark Souls Three to a friend to, so he could give it a go because I knew I'd just be wanting to play it even though I should be packing. So. <laughs> um, uh, so I, but I chucked on Sunset Overdrive, um, and that is a lot of fun. That game, uh, I'm glad to be playing more Xbox exclusives uh, with my Xbox, making it more worthwhile. Uh, and it's it's a ton of fun. Got it free with Xbox Live Gold, whatever they call it. And it is just it, same people who do Ratchet and Clank, I believe, Insomniac. That's them, isn't it? Is it? Oh, I didn't know that. Um, and it, you could see, yeah, it's uh, yeah, yeah, same same group of guys. Yeah, Insomniac. Um, studios it's it's just insane like the weapons are just mental like the very first weapon you get is called the the flaming compensator and it's like this um kind of old musket barreled gun with two um ball shape (laughs) um ammo fuel things and it shoots flaming bullets and it just looks like a massive uh yeah it looks like junk (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> just gonna call it the joke um, but yes it's and, and then the other guns it's just very very ratchet and clank over the top um insanely designed ridiculous guns that obviously make absolutely no sense but uh are awesome and it, it, the game is a traversal game it's not really a shooter shooter is the secondary it's all about traversal and getting around town um it's bright it's it's bubbly and it's just mental um 
and you can be a lady with a beard if you want. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so uh, very very. It's nice. an old game, but it's actually yeah, if you haven't tried it, it's, and you got an Xbox, give it a go. It's it's a lot of fun. Um, I was really yeah, that, that's I one of the heard, ones that I've I've wanted to play on things. the Xbox One. So mm-hmm. yeah, it it's so bright and colourful. Like it's your eyes almost bleed after playing it for a while because you just it's so <laughs> intense. Um, and it's just yeah, it's just it, it it wears its um its humor on its sleeve like it's it's it constantly poking jokes at like at, at video games and at, at at storytelling like there's like it was a cutscene where there's this other NPC and she's like and they're like and I'm uh, um I'm just gonna magically disappear when this cutscene's over and then I'll be where where you expect me to be across the the map <laughs> and it cuts and it's just like awkwardly <laughs> but she's just gone. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it, it just it just takes the mickey of itself and of gaming and it, it, it's the the humor's great and it's you can see where like yeah the the similarities between the writing of Ratchet and Clank it's the humor is is just so it's just it's just there like it's and it's but it's done well. Um, I, their their humor's crazy. Like who else would name a game up your ass? <laughs> <laughs> uh. Yeah. Um, and then the other oh. game is uh, Neo, uh, the the game that has been um, kind of said to be Dark Souls Onimusha. And what I saw from the trailers, uh, since I've been in Japan, I downloaded my brother's... My brother slept, slept in. Like, the first day here, he got up at, like, 11.30 <laughs> in the morning. Um, and so we're just kind of sitting around the apartment, and so I chuck, I downloaded Neo. Um, it's not... does not play like Dark Souls. Um, the combat it's very yeah because it's bad <laughs> that's what I've heard yeah I, sorry I, was, I, I did not like that at all I didn't mean oh, you tried it you tried yeah. it yeah we um, we actually had it in the show notes with some uh, reader comments and then took it off because we, I was negative on it and then Patty was negative on it Cliff hadn't played it <laughs> and so I think Josh hadn't played it so I, I was like it, well I don't want to be um, the only one to talk about it and have it be bad so I'm glad that you can actually offer an op- a better opinion on it than I did yeah your opinion is not valid uh, <laughs> 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 um, no um, I can see it's very very hard like it's stupidly hard to start off with it is um, like it, it was I don't even know how to say hard again without saying hard again. Like it was, uh, yeah, it was intense um, because I had nothing else to do kind of thing. Um, wife was just working on a computer. My brother was snoring away. Um, I was, I just chucked it up and I kind of just beat my head against it for a, for a while. It, I think because I was trying to like play it like souls. So unlike souls, even when you're targeted on, it, you don't strafe around. You, you can strafe around enemies, but your the enemy doesn't always stay in the middle of the screen and you're back to the camera, you can actually circle around each other and you can be fully side onto the screen even though you're targeted. And so that's one very big difference uh, to the combat. Um, stamina is extremely brutal. If you run out of stamina, you stop. You just completely stop moving and critical hits are now available and so you get one shot by normal enemies um, to start off with. But I, I actually got into it. Like once I got into it, once I found my, found the groove and worked out how it works, unlocked a few combos. Um, it's more like your, your other action RPG, uh, action action games, not RPGs. The combat because there's combos that you can customize. There's different stances you can take, and different enemies will, will be more beneficial on certain enemies if you're attacking fast or slow and strong. Um, 
but the world is amazing like this the i really liked the, the level design i really liked it it looked very souls in the level design um and the detail and the it looks very much like dark souls 3 or bloodborne uh, when you get into the village which you guys probably didn't get I to. I did like that there was the, the the option to um change your graphic settings to either prefer like a higher resolution and more detailed graphics or to prefer a smoother frame rate. Like that's the kind of stuff that I, I wish more developers oh, that's would cool. get into I didn't, given us the I didn't even play with that. I yeah. did I just went with standard and it just I still think it looked really good. Um um, you mean you don't go through every single option available to you as soon as you boot up a game like I do? No. Am I a nerd for doing that? I, just, yes, <laughs> I go through every I single option. Yeah, I do that. That's, okay, good. I yeah, every new well, game yeah. I start, the first thing I do is go straight to the options. doesn't matter what it is. I always check out the options first. No, I, I, I'm yeah, too busy into playing the game. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I actually, yeah, it, as I say, it did take a while to get into it. But once you got past that initial kind of what the heck, I'm dying like the, for the first enemy three times like in like the least last minute I and mean, this is just intense um once i got into it you, it's it's it was a lot of fun um been a badass samurai um yeah i uh i like you said died to the first enemy like four or five times it was like you know i could actually be playing dark souls 3 right now why am i wasting my time with this garbage yeah so, I'd, I'd give it another if go I could, every- if i didn't yeah, if I didn't have the disc, like if you had, like if I was like you, where you would, you did not have access to Dark Souls three, I probably would have given it longer. But I'm a, I'm a, I do I have, just play Dark Souls. I, I do have Dark Souls. while it was downloading. I was playing Dark Souls three because um, my brother's got oh. two two versions of it. Um, he's got the Japanese version, which he he finished before the English one came out, and then um, I bought him the the, the Western version. Um, and so yeah, I, I I started a new character and and got through the tutorial area. Um, I'm trying to remember. We actually we had two people write in. I know Patty wrote in and said that it was. I think he called it rubbish, but I don't remember who the other person tried was. again. I Patty. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, I really to the other listener. I apologize. I'll uh, I'll go back on Twitter and respond to you and I'll let you know that we we did read it and we had it included. We had just removed it at some point. And, so, and Jeremy's that. wrong. <laughs> uh, hey, look, I will be wrong about Neo if you will admit to be wrong about Life is Strange. Yep, I can second that. Yep, completely. But everyone says all of, all of a sudden Vader's real quiet. Yeah, <laughs> all <laughs> right. Go for giving you for that because I haven't. <laughs> um, yes, now I've got reinforcements. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry, I'll be back on this one. <laughs> but but no, I, I I did actually really enjoy it. Once I got onto it, I I I did really enjoy getting into it. I know I was, I was as I say the start of I was on the same kind of boat as you guys just like no nah, I don't know about this but once I got into it I'm like I'm really looking forward to this coming out and actually delving into it um, there's this cool thing instead of like bloodstains of, of other people you actually can summon their like an NPC like a computer AI version of their their character and on their bloodstains and you can fight them and it, that was really cool and you get rewarded with higher like, like higher spec gear and stuff um, for doing it but it's super hard. <laughs> yeah, as you say, you can do what I did all the time and just die straight away within one hit. Yep. Yeah, that's what I did every time. So yeah, I did. I did have a quick go at it, um, just because I knew that this was is obviously got quite a big sort of reputation at the moment for being like the game that will kind of take over the the Souls mantle, I suppose. And it it's not really um, that Souls like, no. in my opinion. It, it looks it is, like Souls. It, it does kind of look like it, but it is the main comparison I could say is that it does explain everything to you, but just not in a way that you can really understand to begin with. So 
I reckon I'm going to pick it up when it comes out anyway because I reckon I could actually click with it giving it time. Um, but at the time, I didn't really have too much spare time on my hands. Yeah, so it just, yeah. I wanted to have a quick go. I did. I was going to put it in my part of the show notes, but I didn't really play it enough to have a proper opinion on it. So yeah, and I completely understand that. Like it was, as I said, I I, I just, it took me an hour to get into it, and I lost so many souls. Um, one cool thing I thought that they've done is is just a nice little touch. When you pick up like soul items, they look like soul items, just the yellow, not white. They glow like little fuzzy balls. Um, they 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 actually give you equivalent of souls for finding them. Um, but also they drop the item, and they're on dead bodies, and the, like kind of the spirit of that dead person speaks to you. And so they, they use that as storytelling, but also as tutorials. So in the very first area, you actually it gives you tips on how to combat and how things work, and and it's like a it's like a dead person is trying to help you because you're trying to you're trying to obviously help their village that's been sacked and attacked by these bandits. And, and I think that was really cool. It was a really nice way of storytelling, in a in a, a mechanic, but also in a yeah, it's really cool. Um, I thought it was a nice touch. Um, yeah, so that does sound cool, and I'm sure that I'll get to experience that at some point after five hours of dying. Yeah, well, bear in mind, this is the alpha beta. They've called this the alpha beta. I was good at alpha yeah. beta. Yeah. Well, alpha demo, sorry, alpha demo. Alpha demo. Because you've been relatively positive about it, I'm, I'm going to level the playing field here with a couple of comments. Uh, yeah, Paddy says, uh, load of wank, hate yeah. it. Proven again that From are the only people who can do the Souls format properly. Well, to, to retort to that, sorry, th- this is not... Uh, it, it, I think it's been misrepresented. I, I labelled it as a Souls game. This is not meant to be a Souls-like game. This game has been in development for nine years. It's It, it predates Souls. They've definitely taken inspiration from Souls now, I believe, like some of the, the stuff... Um, the, uh, what the fuck have they been doing for nine years? Jesus! <laughs> <laughs> like, what are they? Been, what, have, what did they start with? Legos? Like, what did they? <laughs> I think I think got, I think got canned for a while. Lego, I think he got yeah. canned for a while. But like, people criticise the fact that he looks like um, oh, uh, draw it from the Witcher yeah, or whatever. Draw from the Witcher, the Witcher. But yeah, pointed out that mm. that the, the original art and character design was done over nine years ago. Um, and so it's and it still he still looks like he did then. Um, so it's so yeah, it's it's not meant to be a Souls game. I think the community is labelled a Souls game because it just a third person action game. We haven't seen a good one in a long while. But it is very more. It's a lot more like Onimusha or that kind of samurai way of a samurai kind of combat, but modernised. Sorry, continue, Cliff. Sorry, I interrupted. That's right. He, 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 he's from he's he's from another samurai ninja. He's from Shinobi of the Oh, Kingdom. nice, Darth Shinobi. He says controls felt terrible, performance felt terrible, game <laughs> fame felt terrible. Shame. <laughs> and we did have one positive comment though, didn't? Um, uh, that Mister Longhair guy, Don DeLafie, on Twitter. He, he's- Don DeLafie, yeah, he says playing that super difficult alpha. For two hours, the Souls future is in great hands. Neo has player poise working. So, yeah. Yeah, because, oh, oh, if you didn't know, that poise thing that says poise in Dark Souls 3, ignore that shit, because poise isn't turned on in Dark <laughs> Souls 3. How about that one? Yeah. Mm. That's an interesting little fact that people have been working on at the minute. It's a bit yeah. weird. But, um, 
Yeah, I, I, I can understand that you could get quite frustrated yeah. with it. As I say, if I tried it in, in a bad mood or if I didn't have the time and I just wanted to quickly try and get like half an hour, I, I, I think I would have gone, this is rubbish. But because I just had I had an hour with it, hour two, and I, was play, I play it both mornings, so I play it twice now, and I'm getting quite powerful now. Um, your character gets a bit more powerful. It looks like there's a cool build, so you could do like straight kind of ninja build and you kind of your your character become you can have a lot more magic or uh, like gadgets and stuff like uh, ninja stars and the spiky balls that you drop behind you um to help with crowd control um it's wait uh those are called oh shit diablo three top caltrips yeah those things yep um and then there's also a magic side where you can get like a sword buff. Um, you get like the um, you can fight like flame up your sword or, or put like a water element on your sword. So there's some really cool stuff you do. And so it's it's there is there's definitely builds or some creativity to it. To it, um, there is some weird timing stuff. You know, like souls you can kind of um, st- like you can prepare attack. Like what uh, while rolling at the end of your animation, you can hit heal. And your guy will go into the heal animation. If you time it right, if you do it too early, it won't do it. But if you do it just right, it will prepare it until your guy's ready to do it. Um, you can't do that in this. Like the blocking, you have to let go of block and then push attack. You can't do it at the same time. Um, it's, it's 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 very it's a timing. Very very time is is very important, and and it, and it took me a while to get used to that because souls you can hold your shield and attack, and it will just attack. Whereas this you can't do that. Yeah, that's because Souls controls are. They are good. I do. I agree. I like. I like Souls, but <laughs> it, it's just different. Like you're yeah. a samurai, and it's it's a different. You're not using a shield. You're using a, a, a katana to to block and to attack, and yeah. and, and it it's and weighted, stuff, yeah. and it's 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 just different. Um, and I think that's fine. Um, yeah. <laughs> On that note, to counter that, yeah, Paddy's put. I'm just reading through these, making me laugh. I can't help it. I would boot up Dark Souls Freeze instead. Just use an Uchi Katana. There's your fix. <laughs> <laughs> this, oh, Paddy really does look like this. Yeah, and it's fine. And that's what opinions <laughs> are for. We're supposed to like different things, or it would be a boring world. Um, yeah, he just the way he, yeah, he <laughs> some of the stuff he comes up with, man. He's such a character. In general, I, I like everything that Paddy likes. I have a very similar taste, but um, there's nothing wrong with yeah. I, I yeah, I really like this. Um, I'm, I'm keen to get the rich, the full game. I, to- I spent some time with uh, Patty and Party Chat today playing Dark Souls Three, and uh, there's a one particular very difficult boss that um, Cliff. I don't think you're there yet. Josh, me and you helped each other in killing the, oh, it's this boss. This oh, Christ. yeah, 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 yeah. And so Patty sends me a message on PSN and says, um, "Hey." Are you around? Like, are you playing? You need mind helping me? I said, no, no, man, no, no problem at all. And so we jump in, and this boss has two phases. And I'm saying this, Cliff, for your benefit. I don't want to spoil you on anything. But the boss has two phases. And as we're going into the fog door, and Patty says, I haven't even seen, like, I haven't even done the first thing yet. Like, I don't even know what happens. And then we proceed to wreck that boss the very first time. Are you joking? Like, un- no, no, not Seriously? joking at all. <laughs> I oh. had no idea how we did it. <laughs> how many attempts did it take us to do it? Uh, I helped you probably 10, 15. I, I think you say, helped yes, me like 10, 10 or 15. 15 times. Yeah. I think when I helped you, it took us, what, five, six attempts or something like that? Yeah, I, I was thinking like five to 10, something like that. So, yeah. yeah. Is, is this the Jesus. NK boss? Yep, that's yeah, the one. Yeah, that's the one, yeah. Yeah, that guy's a dick. 
Yeah, yeah, he is. <laughs> NK, oh. NK. If I fought anyone, NK. You, you, you have it. I, know, I think I know where you are in the world, and, and you're not, you're not quite. You don't think you have access to it yet. It's, it's a yeah, a secret area. Well, alternative side area, not necessary area. Mm-hmm. Oh, is, is that? Um, I, I, I would say. ADP. Yep. Yeah, that's one. That is, that is the ultimate way. boss of I'm, ADP. You're right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm on my way there now. Good that's deal. my next area. Oh, so. dude, that, that area is great. Yeah. Gee, that sounds like fucking fun. Oh, great. Just, so do we... Um, I, had a, if, I had a super fucking round the other day, yesterday, about a boss I was fighting because some stupid grab attack, it didn't kill me in one hit. Fuck yeah, grab, grab attacks attack. are the worst. Fuck. Before we Fuck get on. into uh, Major Dark Souls things, do you mm. guys want to take a quick break like we did last episode and do we'll do like a little musical interlude and, and then go right into Dark Souls spoilers from there? Yep. Um, and I might bow out. Yes. Um, it, the sun has come up since we've been talking. Um, oh yeah, no, no one knows. Obviously, because you're in Japan, tell everyone what time it is over uh, there. It's six forty-five now. I started. We started at four thirty. <laughs> this is six forty-five a.m. A.m. Yes, v- Vader is crazy. way more devoted to this podcast than anybody else on this podcast. <laughs> way more devoted. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's fun. Well, this Vader, if you say bye bye. We'll hop out on a break, and we will see you after yeah, the break. Vader, where can people find you on the internet um, for all of our new listeners yes. that we're bringing in? Uh, Vader Van Odin on almost anything, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. Um, I'm, I'm Instagramming a whole bunch of Japanese pictures, if you're interested, um, things I'm doing and, and finding. Some of them are blurry because I'm just excited and I'm shaking with excitement. And oh, No, nah, it's just dark and dim areas, <laughs> <laughs> and it's hard to get good quality photos on the on the phone. Um but I'll do my best to increase the quality. But yeah, Vader Van Odin, um, send me a message. Tell me what I should do in Japan if you have any suggestions. And we'll yeah catch you next time. We'll probably have this out tomorrow, so you'll 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 be in Japan all week, right? Yeah, yeah, for another week and uh, another eight nine days or so. Wow, that's a great vacation. Yeah, uh, we'll have this out this weekend. So if anybody has any tips on where um, Vader should go, hit him up on Twitter. Yeah, I'm flying around halfway around the world. It's like. 30 dollars to get here. I'm not going to be here for a short time. <laughs> got to make the most of it. And I got free accommodation. Man, this is my my this is how bad my geography is. I really thought you were like next door to Japan for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't understand why you're having to fly for 30 something hours. I, I figured I would have to fly for 30 something. Yeah, hours. the flights wasn't that long, but we had to have a stay over in Sydney and so it was they yeah, like overnight in Sydney and then it's a nine-hour flight from Sydney and then it's a three-hour flight. So then flights in total are about 13 hours. One way. The tapping in the background you yeah, hear is me googling how to get from New Zealand to Japan, so I can figure out where the <laughs> fuck this is. Obviously, my geography is horrible. <clears throat> well, thank you for calling in, dude. Thank right. you for taking the time and the effort to uh, to do the thing because that's uh, that's that's oh, that's dedication. Uh, it's fun, and I thought it'd be fun to be able to. Now we've got five countries in our in our bout for the podcast. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah. So we got Australia. We've got. America, we've got New Zealand, we've got Japan, and then we've got England. Is that the five? Yes. Mm. So we need nice. we need to get some more guests from elsewhere, or uh, Jeremy, you're closest to more countries. Actually, Cliff, you could go do a tour through Europe and we could get like 30 countries. There you go. <laughs> I'm not as dedicated to you. If I'm touring through Europe, you ain't getting no <laughs> phone calls from me. <laughs> I'll, I'll be out getting drunk. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> Vader said in a, we were in our Discord chat the other day, and he said something like, yeah, sorry, I haven't been keeping up. And I'm like, dude, if I'm in Japan for a week, I'm going to be a social media ghost. Like, you guys are going to think I'm dead. <laughs> I might post a picture every yeah. day, and that's it. <laughs> uh, awesome. Well, thanks again, cool. Vader. We appreciate right. you calling yeah, in. I appreciate yeah. it all. Thanks, guys. Awesome dropping by. You the best. Right, so we are back from our break. Well, I should say my break because I always drink whiskey on the show, as you know, and I always need a pee break because I'm fucking <laughs> useless. No one else needs the break. It's just me. I do apologise. Hey, I went and grabbed so, a beer. Right, it makes you feel better. <laughs> yeah, did, did you have to pee? No, I just went to get the beer, so maybe in a little while. Yeah, see, <laughs> I, 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 te- I've basically got the bladder of a 70-year-old. I'm fucking terrible. Uh well, right, we've hit that point at the show where, uh, let me explain what we're going to do. Obviously, Dark Souls 3, we are planning to do uh, our usual gaming news, chit-chat, da-da-da, and then at the tail end of the show, every episode or every show, we are going to do a area run-through, sort of our thoughts and feels on a specific area and how we felt about it, and just general chit-chat about an area at the end of uh, every episode. So, obviously, we're hitting spoiler territory now. We are hitting the first area after the, uh, I would say, the very first boss. If you don't want to know, I would class it as area two. If you don't want to know any names, tune out now, because I'm about to say the name of the area. (laughs) So, bye. If you're not, hello if you're still here. Right, we are going to be talking uh, the high wall of Lothric. That's a bit of a weird one on my tongue. Yeah, the High Wall of Lothric. This is your first major area. How does it it go again? (laughs) Oh, come on, man. Don't do this to me. The High Wall of Lothric. Mm -hmm. There we go. Mm -hmm. Jesus Christ. Yeah, first major area that you hit after, obviously, leaving the Firelink Shrine. Did did either uh, of you... Were either of you in the network test? Cliff, I don't think you were, but Josh, were you in the network test? No. That they did way back when? Yeah, this was this was kind of weird for me because this is the whole area that was in the network test. So I went into this area like, oh yeah, I recognize all of this, and almost beat for beat, like with enemies, the dragons, like everything was pretty much the exact same. Oh really? Mm-hmm. It was it, it was kind of interesting, like the key that's hidden that gets you into like the lower area, like that that was all there. Um, like it was it was pretty much the the thing, like getting. It, it was really weird. <laughs> like coming into this, I was like, "Oh yeah, like I'm right at home." I've never been that way in a one, Souls one, game before. The one thing that was slightly different didn't there were certain different enemies though in spots, wasn't there? In certain, yeah. Um, Lothric. There's a mini boss later in the game that we'll talk about. That's in um, that was a they had moved into the bottom of a tower, which they don't even give you access to uh, at the beginning of the game. Um, so no, that's right. Yeah, yeah, that that dude was in there. I think just as a kind of a oh hey, you explored around and you found some stuff kind of thing. And then also like the NPC that you find in this area wasn't here and all that stuff. Like there was there it was it was different, but like a lot well, of it was but the very boss similar. was different as well, wasn't it? Yeah, that was really odd. I went into it expecting <laughs> to see the boss of the 
of the level where I fought the boss in the network test, and apparently that's not the boss until much, much later in the game. Much so, later. Yeah. Fuck that boss, by the way. That's the boss I was talking about with a grab attack. That boss is a dick. Yeah. But yeah. So, uh, <laughs> Cliff, I don't think we've talked to you since Souls came out, because we were mm, on no. a break, and then uh, you went on vacation, uh, which I hope your vacation was good, but tell us about your early Souls experience. What build are you running? Like, What, do you, what have you been doing? Uh, well... <laughs> Since, obviously, starting with this, blah, 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 I always do my first run strength build. Always always my first run is a strength build. Pure strength, no decks. Uh, I'm, I normally run uh, great swords, ultra great swords or great swords, but this time around I went with straight swords, and damn, straight swords are OP. Oh, my God. Big time, OP. Oh, I, I, I basically, I've leveled up... Uh, like a Claymore, a Zweihander, and a, a Broadsword, all, all to the same level, and neither one of them can compare to the damage output I can get from my Broadsword straight sword, because the sheer amount of speed and stamina that he uses compared to the damage output is just ridiculous. Straight swords are so strong in this game. So strong, and I just recently picked up a sword. I won't talk about it yet because you pick it up in a later area. But damn, <laughs> Woo. straight swords are good. But have I have of you played a dex build at all? Because I'm thinking about doing a dex build on my next run through, but I'm not too sure on how they play in this in this version of the game. I started one and then got um, distracted by a strength build, which is way better. So <laughs> I started, I've been running my strength build. What about you, Josh? What have you been playing? Um, I've been kind of like a, a sort of a hybrid between strength and dex, but mainly strength. I've been sort of dabbling with dex here and there, but uh, I decided with this one, I just mainly wanted to just go sort of straight up sort of sword and board, really. Excellent. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. So you, no, as a yeah, strength build, I, like you must have had a very easy time in this first area. Not really. <laughs> no, um, this area kind of. Well, I suppose thinking about it, it w- it wasn't as difficult as it would have been. But because this year for me is basically just pin, just purely Dark Souls. I think all of that experience has basically just been implanted in my brain. So it was a lot easier for me. I think more based purely on the experience I gained rather than the build I was using, if that makes any sense. Um, so the, this area, it, there were a couple of enemies that definitely gave me a bit of trouble. But generally, I, w- I found I was able to not breeze through it, but kind of not struggle with it too much to the point where I could actually enjoy like just the location and enjoy seeing everything and just taking the world in instead of just being on edge saying, I don't really know what I'm doing. Now I do know what I'm doing, so I can just enjoy it a little bit more. But it was difficult, but not as difficult as I thought it would be, which I I find is a thing that um, is generally, I don't know, it, it kind of runs through the entire game for me on a personal level. Yeah, he's gone again. Is he gone yeah. again? Damn it. Oh, he's back. He's back. There he is. I'm back. <laughs> oh, what happened there? My uh it, it 
we'll talk about it later, um, so we don't have to edit too much. But uh, yeah, my, my, it was my internet. My bad, y'all. I'm glad y'all kept going. So, uh, continue, Josh. I don't We're know. We're going to cut that. Yeah. We're not even going to cut that. That's oh, really? how we've rolled. <laughs> just, just, yeah, just just to let the people know, we're not. I'm not going to. We're not going to cut that. We've had had the worst technical time oh, tonight, people. You wouldn't even know about it. But yeah, let's die through. <laughs> sorry, sorry to oh, interrupt you, Josh. Yeah. But please continue. <laughs> he he basically yeah, finished. Finish <laughs> okay, yeah. cool, cool. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, like me as a as a sorcerer through this area was a fucking nightmare because you don't your main da- you rely upon your main damage output as being like your uh, your magic and your magic doesn't do sh- your, excuse me your magic does shit damage at the beginning of the game and you don't really have a lot of estus so you're dividing your estus between healing and between magic and i have to have magic to be able to do damage or and I, but i have to have healing to be able to heal myself and stay alive so like it was just miserable i don't i really i don't know why i persisted i went back through later with the strength build and just slaughtered everything in two hits. It was f- so much more fun. The other thing is, like, the sorcerer doesn't really start with a great weapon. Um, so I was using a dagger at the time. And I used a dagger for a while. And I even made the dagger raw, thinking, like, okay, well, I'm going to be an intelligence build. I don't have access to, like, a any of the intelligence-based upgrades yet. So making this thing raw, like, that, maybe that'll give me some more damage. Hey, anybody out there listening, playing Dark Souls 3 for the first time, don't don't do that. That's a terrible idea. <laughs> Go get a real weapon. <laughs> Start as the class that gives you. Uh, I think it's the assassin class that gives you like a real weapon and some magic. Like don't don't do what I did. It's it's horrible. Hmm. The only good thing with daggers is you get that quick step. That's cool. But yeah, daggers suck. <laughs> daggers suck. Um, so what was like? I had seen this before. Um, and I think one of the great moments of this opening area is like when you push open the doors after you kind of get warped here, and like you see the skyline. Yeah. Like, were you guys like super impressed by that? Because I think that was like one of the best one of the best opening moments of the game, definitely of any of the games. Excuse me. Yeah, it it was absolutely stunning. It was one of those moments where I I checked first just to make sure that I was safe, and then I actually put the controller down on my leg for a second and then just admired the scenery. It was absolutely gorgeous. This is one thing I find from does well. They do vistas. So nice. And and especially now they're using what I like to call the bloodborne engine. It's just, it's so beautiful with the sun rising over the castle tops. And it's just, you're like, yeah, this this is worth it. This is worth the wait. This is awesome. Yeah, super beautiful. Typical, very very sort of uh, very. It looks. I would say this area is very sort of. You can tell it's half Bloodborne, half Dark Souls. Yeah, that's one of the reasons that coming out of the network test, everybody was. I think was a little bit negative about Dark Souls Three and saying it was just going to be another Bloodborne because this area is. Very, very much like central Yarnum. Like it's yeah. spires yeah. and it's, it's like cityish, and it's not like it's not like a fantasy environment like you would expect. Like there's some weird stuff that happens here, but like it's it's very much uh, people lived here, like a, an advanced society lived here at one time, which is not something we're used to seeing like right off the bat in any Souls game. Yeah, no, you're you're right. It's uh, I think it's for the better to for the. For the better? Oh my god, that's awful English. For the 
I can't even think of the correct sentence. <laughs> I think for the better is fine, gone. right? <laughs> You're good. It, it, it doesn't sound right, though. But yeah, <laughs> anyway. To, yeah, I, I think it's it's done it a favour using, obviously, the the level of detail and stuff they put into stuff like they did Bloodborne. I think it just makes that world feel more populated, more more real than than like say say dark souls 2 for instance i love dark souls 2 but some of the textures and how the way it looked was pretty flat yep whereas this just looks beautiful stunning i like walking around and just looking at shit yeah. <laughs> do you know what i mean i'm quite happy to just wander around i think that's why it's taking me so long right I'm I'm at about 42 hours now i'm just like wandering around looking at mm. shit <laughs> Yes, and that kind of goes back to my point I made earlier. Now I'm a lot more experienced and I really know what I'm doing. I've actually got the time to just go around and admire the scenery for a change. Yeah, no, I absolutely do. The scenery is so cool. Did both of you guys find the binoculars? I want to say yes, but honestly I can't remember because it feels like an absolute age since I was there. Think I yeah, did. The, no. I'm so frustrated. Like the the very it's at the very beginning of this area. Like there's some there's some steps that go up a thing, and there's some steps that go down. And if you go the steps that go up, the binoculars are right there. And I went the entire yeah. game without finding them. Like I beat the game, started a new character, and stumbled into that place. And I was like, oh, I didn't go here. Oh, here they are. I kept expecting to be able to buy yeah. them at some point. I was very mad. They're on the they're on the same platform. There's a dead dragon, isn't there? That on yeah. one of the towers. Exactly. And if you go up yeah. the stairs from there, there's a pair of binoculars yeah. there. No, yeah. I, I do remember. I did get them because there was an area that I got to later where I could hear something, but I couldn't quite see what it was. So I remember actually using the binoculars to try and figure out what it was. So I, I definitely did pick them up. Nice. I like that this area kind of introduces you to something that's going to keep happening in this game, which is um, throwing multiple enemies at you pretty much all the time. Like, mm. Dark Souls 1, and, and to some degree 2, was very much a one-on-one combat. With Scholar, they kind of went back and remixed those those things and said, okay, you know, we're going we're gonna to put more enemies in this environment. But with 3, it really feels like that they've they made the enemies tougher, and there's not as many of them as there is there are in Scholar, but they're still coming at you in waves. Like you'll you'll be a lot yeah. of times taking on two thieves, or you'll be taking on four hollows, or there'll be yeah. like one big axe guy and two dogs, or you know what I'm saying? Like it's they want you to be dealing with multiple enemies at one time. Yeah, they definitely focused on the mob mentality. Uh, I think mentality. Yeah, they definitely focused on it just to really try and throw you off guard um, to begin with, and then they. They definitely sort of continue that throughout the game and just make the enemies a lot harder and real pain in the ass sometimes, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. Mm. There, and, and the other thing I found as well, I don't know if it's me, but the AI seems smarter as well. They're, they're not dumb. You can't just circle around and just get that backstab. Like like the uh, Lothric Knights, they're a pain. You oh man! Get round them. They're like bosh. They like shield bash you in the face. Oh, they, would like, they do no. that over like their backhand oh. shield bash? That's so oh, good. Yeah, like oh man, that's so <laughs> yeah. awesome. <laughs> yeah. One thing I will say yeah. about this game actually is I really love the emphasis. I don't. It seems to me like it's an emphasis that they put into um, just the sound of sh- uh, sword hitting your shield. I love the noise that they put in this one. Mm. Just sounds oh, a yeah. lot more Absolutely. meaty. 
that's one thing. Oh, that's the sound design that From do. Their sound design is, is so impeccable. fucking good. Yeah, yeah the latest Twin so Humanities good. when CJ was talking about like the fire crossbow bolt coming at you and that makes that whoosh sound like it's whoosh. yeah i never really picked up on it until i listened to it and then was playing later and i was like yep absolutely that shit sounds legit <laughs> so good yeah so so awesome their sound design is spot on and you can use it to predict you, you predict enemies as well because you you can sometimes hear them mm-hmm. rustling talking to like making noises breathing you can really hear oh. that shit it's just like Super awesome. And those arrows as well. When those yeah. arrows fly past you, you bloody know it as well. Mm. So good. So yeah, yeah. I mean, move, moving through the area, like uh, like there's some some sort of uh, you hit. Uh, obviously, the first major point that made made me sort of stick out was when you uh, hit that yes. dragon for the first time. Yep. It's just like yeah, <laughs> typical from soft yeah. starter area. Have a dragon. Mm. <laughs> so that is that yeah. was when was it the E three footage where they had the the footage of the actual playable demo? That was part of it, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So that I I remember getting to that bit and thinking I've seen this, but it, it's a lot more intimidating than I remember it being in the videos. <laughs> the, the thing that got me there, I was just like, ah, oh, fuck that! I'll run through. You run through. And you run up, and then you bump into a Lothric knight. Ah, <laughs> oh. oh, fuck. Yeah, yeah. You, they're really stacking the deck against you. Yeah, like they're they. Mm. Not only not only do you have to time the dragon run, but then you, as soon as you get past there, there's like a real big beefy dude that you have not encountered before mm-hmm. that's playing way smarter than than the enemy ever has. Yeah, yeah. But then mm. I did have a lot of fun actually luring him out to the point where he'd get caught in the fire. So I, yep. I was quite amused by that. I kept me going for like, a little while. Why the fuck didn't I do that? Oh, I God totally did that. Yeah, Absolutely. definitely. As soon as I saw like the fact that he would follow me down there, I thought I know exactly how I'm going to get you because my weapon would just not touch you at the moment. <laughs> and he's sneaky. Yeah, like, always... you know, my, my normal tactics of uh, I'm going to roll behind you when as you as you attack me and then I'm going to backstab you. Like that just did not work with this dude at all. Like they, they move quick. No. Yeah. Like they're like, whoosh. As soon as they see you go past you, the next attack coming round behind them already. And it's just like, they're super quick on reacting to you getting behind yeah. them. They're fuckers yeah. for that. But those, those Lothric Knights, they were the bane of my, mm-hmm. my starter area. And I wasted a lot of time in that area fighting those fuckers because I was struggling, especially when you come further into the level. There's by the boss gate, there's two yeah. of them patrolling. Mm-hmm. And fuck, man, I was banging my head against the brick wall with them two yeah. dudes. Just like. Yeah, oh, I remember getting there, rest. doing those two, and then thinking, I'll just explore the, this little staircase and see what's up there. And there was another one there. I was like, oh, wow, I've just got to beat two of them. Now I've got to do another one. And by that point, I only have. But then um, it. It was just a tiny sliver of health. So I thought, well, there's no point. I just let him kill me. I thought, there's no way I'm going to do this. But they, they they also dropped in. If you pop up, there's, there's like a little stairway on the left. There's a Lothric Knight with a blue That's cape. Yeah, I know him, mm-hmm. yeah. And he was like super fucking hard. Like, kill you in two shots. Yeah. Like, oh, here's here's on. a funny story about that dude. Um, when I w- was going through with my strength build, I camped out on the boss to do Sunbro and stuff so that I could like get more souls. Mm. And... I would get summoned by somebody, and if I beat the boss of that area, I got like 800 souls, which is not shabby at that, but it's not like a lot either. Um, yeah. 
if I ran the boss over to where the blue cape guy was and killed the blue cape guy, I'd get like 1,500 souls. <laughs> <laughs> so me being the That's guy that I am, I'm like, well, I want as many souls as possible. So I would run through and kill the, the Lothric Knights and then aggro the other guy. Like the host had to hate me by the time it was all over with. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that guy hits hard though, especially when he buffs because he's got a buff as well. Yeah, and, yeah. He was a- I definitely was not doing that on my magic build. Only on my strength build. Uh, yeah. Well, they, they, there was a, there's a guy before that area, and there's like a sort of a big, quite big, chunky dude. The executioner like, guy. That's yeah. the one, yeah. Yeah. I don't know what he's like to fight, because I cheesed the shit out of him from, <laughs> from up on the roof. Yeah, that's what I did, yeah. I stood, I stood on the roof above him, and they just threw all my firebombs. And I thought, right, at some oh, yeah. point, I'm going to have to go down and just face him. Well, they give you, um, there's a moment where you slide down a ladder and there's a crossbow guy kind of waiting for you. And if you go to the other side of that, uh, you can get in that. They actually put five firebombs right there. Like where you can kind of yeah. see down into that area. Yeah. Yeah. That's what so, I like, It's like they kind of want you to do that. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> that's where I was frying them from exactly there. I was like, Ooh, yeah, I'll throw these at him. Yeah. <laughs> actually, it was quite funny. Actually, the, the next time I went through, cause I was dying to the fucking nights. I came through and he'd got himself stuck on the geometry and he set himself on fire and he was stuck there and he just died. I was like, ah. There's yeah, a... Like, oh, oh. I don't want to go into other territories, but uh, there's a certain enemy in a certain swamp that you and I were talking about, Cliff, like mm. way like a couple of weeks ago. And you were like, no, no, you got to go kill him. And I was like, I just ran past him. Well, I went. To, I decided I was going to kill him on this run, and I just baited all of them to the like one of the places where that's not swamp that had a, like a fire going, and they just ran into the fire and killed themselves. So, <laughs> yeah, those assholes, man, they killed me loads. Yeah, yeah. we're not going to mention them, but fucking... we'll get there. We'll, we'll get there eventually. Um, <sighs> but yeah, yeah, like the I was kind of taken aback. Like after you get past that one Lothric night, there's like a like not very long after that, there's a bonfire. Um, and I was really kind of surprised by that. Like it seemed like way too soon for a bonfire. I kind yeah. of expected it to loop back around, but yeah, that, uh, that's a point I actually wanted to bring up. Soon as that I've I've got like kind of like a, an outlet now to express my feelings. I'm not really keen on the bonfire system in this game. It's kind of annoying to be honest. Um, so I shan't spoil anything, but just to briefly mention, there's an, an area later in the game where you face a boss and then. Once you beat them, you get the bonfire. You think, fair enough, yeah, you know, I'm used to that. So I rested at that bonfire, and I walked forward literally 15 seconds, and there was another bonfire. And I, like, I, I turned around, <laughs> and I could see the first bonfire from where I was. And I thought, what is the point in that? Why are you giving me another bonfire? Why I can walk here yeah, in 15 that's... seconds. I think at some point in the game, um, like there was a lot of rumors about being able to uh, create your own bonfires or sacrifice a bonfire, stuff like that. Like I think at some point yeah, that those are I think those systems came together at the end. Where okay, mm. I have a now I have a bonfire, a boss bonfire, and I, but they had already designed the level around having that first one in the next level, in the next area. Yeah. So yeah. I, yeah, I, they, I thought the same thing. I know exactly mechanics. what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> uh. Her. Yeah, no, they were definitely though. There was a mechanic that they talked about where you could make your own bonfires and stuff, but obviously that it didn't work out. So they they got rid of that. I think that's maybe why there seems to be a few bonfires because in some areas it seems like there's loads, and then you go to another and it's like there's 
fucking yeah, I know, yawn. Exactly like, when, yeah. I've been going for like an hour yeah. and a half now. I need a fucking bonfire. Well, like, just like in this, uh, in, in the High Wall of Lothric, like, there's two bonfires that are relatively close together, mm-hmm, and then, yeah. but both of them are, pr- are pretty far away from the boss. <laughs> like, they didn't give you, do you any favors. Like, there's not a closer bonfire. You unlock shortcuts. Like, there's a couple of, like, elevators that you can go up, and you can get down there pretty quick, but it's not like mm. walk ten steps to the fog door. Like, there's still... Yeah five or ten enemies on your way there, which is, you know, not the case throughout the game. So it's, it's, it is interesting the way the bonfire system worked. It just, it seems like there's some stuff left yeah. over that they didn't quite plan for. Yeah. Yeah. So in this area, also, we, we bump into uh, one of our sort of first out-in-the-world APCs. Uh, APCs? Nope. Jesus Christ. Nope, not NPCs. anti-personnel carriers. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> he wouldn't fit many people on his back. Uh, yeah, a guy you can rescue if you, you, you get uh, a key, Mr. Grey Rat, uh, who you can send back to your hub to become a, a vendor. He's uh, quite a funny little character who ask you to give a ring to a person in the next area. Uh, what do you guys think of uh, old little grey rat? Oh, I instantly, when that dude started talking about, oh, hey, can you give this to the lady and at the settlement at the foot of the wall? I was like, yeah, that chick's dead. Yeah. Like, I don't yeah. even... <laughs> like, there's no there's no doubt in my mind that that chick is already dead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, when, um, when you tell him and he sounds so surprised, you're thinking, why are you surprised? Yeah, I wasn't a Yeah, you, you had to know this was happening. Yeah. <laughs> you just want to say, Dark Souls, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> I still, uh, yeah. saving him as a, as a as an NPC is still one of the harder things to do in the, in the game, I think. Like, it's, some of the NPC quest lines are kind of bonkers, and his is yeah, definitely yeah. one of them. I, I, I managed to do it, like, I won't say, like, any, because obviously we, we're going to be doing this, like, later on, but... Finding part of that NPC quest line was just luck. I was just wandering around and it accidentally happened. I was like, what are you doing down there, you stupid tit? And then, yeah, it goes from there. I was just lucky. I don't know how you would logically find some of those quest pieces, to be honest. They don't seem to be like they make any sense. Because you find someone somewhere for him to help him later but you wouldn't go looking for it it's just random and it's in an area you wouldn't really look I'm being really cagey here because obviously we'll talk yeah. about that later on down the and line someone on Twitter but, like I was talking about NPC quest lines and how I kind of like that they're complicated but um, someone on Twitter said like I, w- I like that they're complicated I just wish there were more in world hints and I, I kind of agree with yeah. that like yeah. I don't think the game does a good yeah. enough job telegraphing no. you as to I don't need a signpost that says like, you know, gray rat left yeah. or anything, but like just something that somebody <laughs> says, Oh yeah. You know, he went over to this area and there may be stuff like that that yeah. I just haven't picked up on yet. So I'm, I'm mm. hoping on a more of a more playthroughs I pick up on that stuff. Yeah. No, I, I will absolutely categorically say the person that you need to save gray rat. You have no idea how he got there or even any hints that he's ended up there at all. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, and it's like some of the some of the uh, quest lines for multiple because obviously there's multiple endings in this game, and there's like a couple of quest lines. Well, one of the major quest lines is super convoluted. I I I hit it by luck, I think, because I think I'm on the same one as you, Jeremy. I think I'm going to end up with the same ending as what you got. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's good yeah. stuff. That's good stuff. I like that. I, and I did the same thing. Like I just. 
that one's not even one of the more complicated ones. The I got another one that's I think is even worse that I was trying to do with my second playthrough and I've already fucked up. So <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. There's another one that I think is way more complicated. There's probably two or three that are way more complicated depending on what storyline you're trying to go for. Oh wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's see what because obviously I've been I've actually been reading into them like. But uh, yes, well, any, I'll anyway, have a chat with yeah. you after. Yeah, we'll, we'll that, talk about that at, at a later date. Yeah, so uh, that's great. Anyway, he he becomes a, uh, a vendor for you, and he's quite a cool little vendor. He sells good stuff. So he will magic, even though he's locked in a cell, he just magically goes poof and goes back to Firelink Shrine. But he, all this time he's been locked in a cell, he couldn't do that. But who knows? Yeah, that's yeah, that's one knows? of the weird changes in Dark Souls Three <laughs> that. Um, like in in previous games, you would exhaust dialogue from an NPC, and then they would just kind of stay there until you um, yeah. reloaded that zone. And now, when you exhaust their dialogue, they're just like, "Okay, I'm out," and they literally like disappear. Yeah, yeah, they like poof into a magic. Yeah, they they, they straight up fucking David firing. Copperfield out of there. Like it's weird. <laughs> yeah. So why the fuck couldn't you do that before while you was locked up? You needed me to unlock the door to use you. I don't know, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, they should have just left it. I think. There's no need for that to... You go there, exhaust your dialogue, come back, and he's gone. Yeah. That seems more plausible, but there you go. Uh, um, yeah. This is also... After you find Grey Rat, um, or probably actually before, you uh, you encounter one of the, the weirdest changes to the Dark Souls universe. You, you go out to these rooftops, and there's these hollows. And actually, there's two places you could have found mm. one of these enemies. Yes. Depending on which direction that you go from the first. But um, this was my first one. You you go out to this rooftop and there's a group of hollows that are all like worshiping like this weird dead tree thing, and you've kind of been taught through the level that some of these hollows that aren't automatically aggro in you just won't aggro. So that I think your natural inclination is like either a I'm going to kill them and just get like the measly souls that they give, or b I'm just going to walk past them and I'm not going to worry about them. And then all of a sudden you hear this horrible screeching noise <laughs> and this giant black inky tentacle like bloodborne crazy creature pops out of, of one of the hollows and it is like a serious freaking mini boss and that thing is just weird looking they're a mother fudger yeah, they are. they're, they're <laughs> yeah. so hard to telegraph what what they're gonna do and their hitboxes are just a bit fucked oh yeah like you They're have whack. to really get in there and hit the little legs that are sticking out the mm. bottom it's just like get those little legs i can't hit the big fucking black dragon face thing that's coming at me but i'll hit, I'll hit his little legs instead <laughs> but yeah damn and they hit like a truck as well if they get you with that yeah fucking mad hand they've got jeez brutal yeah but i i still am yet to kind of understand that those creatures, yet yeah. I kind of got a idea of what's going on with them, but I don't know. They're but damn, they're hard. Yeah, they are hard. They're weak to fire, and the the game kind of gives you some fire bombs ahead of time, so you can you can potentially just like burn them up to, to death. Oh shit! Yeah, it does, doesn't it? Damn mm-hmm. it! Damn you, FromSoft. They always give you shit when you need it. I always forget about that. And they, yeah, uh, they do. They spaz out to fire, didn't they? Yeah, you're right. And they also, uh, you can also run up to that hollow, like if you kind of know what's coming, and you can go ahead and kill, kill the it. hollow before he sure. erupts into weird black squid monster. Um, although it doesn't give you anywhere near the souls, which I think is kind of interesting. Yeah, no. If you if you kill him before, you get the measly souls. If you wait, you get the good souls. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. So it's either, do I go measy souls, easy kill, or pain in the ass kill, lots of souls. Every time I chose to kill it before it erupted. <laughs> and then, man, I like, like, no, the, fuck that. The rest of this level is just, like, kind of big rooms with lots of enemies that can aggro at the same time. There's lots of enemies hiding behind doorways that can bust out and kill you. There's several more Lothric knights that you have to kill. Like, this is kind of a rough first level, am I right? Like, compared to Undead Berg. Yeah. Like, that had the one Black yeah. Knight. Like, this is kind of tough. Am I, am I wrong for saying that? No, not at all. It is very tough. Those knights especially, their guard break on you would just completely drains your stamina. It is a real pain in the ass to deal with. Yeah, I, I, I definitely, I don't know, because I, I, I'd had a break from Souls. I gave myself a break from Souls for a while, and because obviously coming back into it, and I was just like, fuck, I was really struggling, so I'd lost my groove. Because obviously for the past year, I've just been playing Dark Souls and Bloodborne backwards, haven't I? I've been going through the series, got through, finished Demon Souls, and I thought, right, I'll have a little break before Dark Souls 3. I think that was a bad idea because I got out of the groove and I was just shit. <laughs> it's taken me a little. It took. It's taken me a little while to get back in it. It really has. It's yeah. I don't know, but yeah, that first area was was kicking my ass big time. Really kicking. I won't my worry ass. about it too much. And I mean, said that I I'd only finished Dark Souls about a week before, and I was still crap going through there. So I won't. So I won't <laughs> worry about that. Mm. that's pretty funny I, I I felt like I was pretty good at the start except for having uh, kind of a, a gimped starting class um, but I've, I've I felt very naturally into the rhythms of this game like I, I still haven't really been parrying a whole lot but that's because I haven't really been using a shield and you can't parry with oh, your bare hands. I love parrying. Yeah, I just love I it. don't do it. Like I'll I do uh, guard breaks a lot, like for shielded enemies, but I don't I don't really parry that much. Yeah, I I use uh, basically the way I play it is I'm running obviously with my straight sword. I've got a hundred percent damage shield, and then I've got a parry shield in the same slot. And depending on what I'm, if it's an enemy with a big fuck off weapon, I go for parries. It, if it's an enemy that's quite tough like the Lothric Knights, I generally will use guard break. Smaller enemies just out and out attack with shield up. And that's kind of served me quite well throughout the game. Because the parry on the regular shields, like you've got, say you've got the kite shield, it's got a parry. The window is much, much wider than if you use a, a parry shield. Mm-hmm. Like the difference is pretty night and day. Like I've done a little testing with it, and damn, it's a big difference. So yeah, got a little parry shield in my slot with my normal shield, and it just depends on what, what I'm fighting. But I've got pretty good at parrying. I've got a throw. Nice, uh, nice, very done, nice. Yeah, I, did, I, I didn't really do it before, but I found it's come in handy with this game. Especially there's a there's a character uh, in the next area, but they're a bugger, right? Uh, they're they're big and fat, and they have got a mace and a book. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah, but yeah. I, I found parrying them just devastated them. They were so easy to parry. They're uh that mace dropped for me recently, and I'm kind of curious. Oh, it, really? Yeah, yeah. I'm kind of curious if it, it does as well for me as it seems to do for them. <laughs> do for them, yeah. <laughs> Fuckers. Um, yeah. Well, I guess I I guess that brings us to the boss of the area. Um, yes. You kind of have a, a moment here where you, you get down into this courtyard, and I think it's one of the cooler moments of the game where 
you walk through this double door and all of a sudden like there's all these leaves on the ground like you see trees which is not something you really see in, in souls games very often as weird as that sounds but like actual like leafy trees um and it's kind of an open area courtyard we mentioned there's a couple of lothric knights and there's two directions you can go uh, one of which leads to an old woman yeah. where i don't think it's spoilers to say this now because but like in the network test, this was a boss battle for me. So I totally avoided this area and went the other direction. But you actually want to go here and talk to the old woman first because she gives you some cool items. Or yeah, a, a cool the item. item the, 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 doesn't the item she give you, one of them gets you out of the area, doesn't Ex- it? Exactly, yeah. Like, it's the thing that you have to get, so you have to go do it. Yeah. Um, but the other way you go is um, kind of down the stairs and... You go through some double doors and you encounter Vort of the Boreal Valley. Boreal Valley. Which, those words don't mean anything at all. No, they don't, <laughs> but it is an awesome name for a boss. Agreed. How, how did you fare against this boss your first time, Josh? Read it first time. What? Yeah, first time. The only one took me nice. about four minutes, I think. I don't know why, but yeah, I, for some reason, I, just, I completely just read his attacks from start to finish, and I knew exactly what he was going to do when. I honestly can't explain it, but for some reason, I just managed to just hit him first time. That's really awesome. good, man. That's awesome. Yeah. What about you, Cliff? How'd you do? <laughs> uh, about f- six attempts. Yeah, I, 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 I was still having a bit of a, a struggle at this point, trying to find my groove, so, yeah. Hmm. He's a good, good fun boss, though. Uh, you just need to get all up in his nutsack. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> typical, typical Dark Souls. Get all up in his ass or his <laughs> nutsack and swing away. Yeah. Uh, so cool. He, he's a pretty cool boss. I like the way he looks and obviously uh, trying to combat Frost, uh, we, which is the first time, really, we uh, get shown the, the frostbite mm-hmm. yeah. I think this is the only yeah. enemy that gives it in this level so yeah, yeah pretty much yeah that can be I'm, a bit of a bugger once you get that yeah if you get frostbitten you get uh, you lose some health it's similar to bleed but then you also permanently lose stamina is that correct like you, your stamina yeah. bar permanently dis- decreases until you die or refresh the bonfire and it also refreshes really slowly as well yeah so it can be mm. a, it can be a bastard I've actually um, with my strength build I took this dude's soul and made his hammer he has a great hammer yeah. that does frostbite damage, and I've been fucking with it in PvP, and it's a lot of fun. Yeah, I can see that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I can absolutely see in PvP that'd be a right pain in the ass thing getting frostbite, and that would just, just ah, uh. it's a it's a cool mechanic though. So, did yeah. you guys both? You guys, Very Josh, did you beat this? You beat it solo for the yeah. first time? Yeah, I did it solo. Um, God so damn. I went in there because he he moves really fast as well, but. Um, because mm-hmm. I, I played so much Souls recently, I think for some reason I just immediately managed to click with him, and I just as soon as I walked in there, I just um, read his attack straight away, and then just took him out no trouble. I would, I got frostbitten twice I think during that fight, but for some reason I didn't even really notice it that much. So yeah, wow, yeah, <laughs> that's awesome, dude. Yeah, I, I honestly <laughs> I couldn't tell you how I did it, but for some reason it just clicked, and I did him no trouble. That's when you got to hit the share button and upload to YouTube so you can share with other people. Yeah, yeah. that's true. That's that's why one of the major one of the Lords of Cinder, I thought, and I, I instantly saved that. I was like, "Fuck!" I've heard that dude super hard, and I saved that because I beat him like on my second go, 
Just nice. I don't know how I did it. It's just like completely wrecked him. I had like seven Estes left. I was like, I don't know how the fuck I did that. <laughs> Save. <laughs> but uh, yeah, not nah, man. Do either one of really you um, this boss. like Cliff? I, I know you you don't summon in your first playthroughs, right? No, my first playthrough, uh, I prefer to solo every boss. Yeah. And Josh, do you, have a, do you I, have a preference? I, I think... I, um, yeah, go on. I, I like to try and do it solo, but I'm quite lenient in terms of if it's giving me too much stick, I'll um, try and summon someone in. That's one of my biggest problems with this game, actually, is the summoning. It is so temperamental in this game that I, it's just... I don't know that... The amount of times I see that unable to summon Phantom is just, it's a real pain. It's the same when I try and be summoned, <laughs> nothing seems to happen. And the, I just got basic, the amount of times I'd stand there for about 20 minutes just wandering around, every single time one would pop up, just get on it, and then it would just go instantly. So I some of them I just had to do solo purely because I tried to summon someone, but it just didn't work. For some reason, I have no idea why. The the I, the, I th- the major problem, the the reason you you you're getting summoned fouls is because there's too many people playing the game at the mm. moment, and everyone when a summon sign goes down and they get picked up so quickly, yep. sometimes it takes too long for it to register on your mm. screen. Once people start to drop off, and the I will say the people that play it over and over and over like we do, will you'll start to see summoning be easier that makes sense. Oh yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. But there was one, there was one or two where the, they stayed there for mm. a little while so I knew that they hadn't been picked up by anybody else and I tried it and it still wouldn't yeah. work. I thought it might have actually sort of been mm. patched or something to improve the stability of it but it, yeah, I'd say probably about nine times out of ten it just wouldn't work for me so some of them I just had to go in there solo. That was, um, that was Bloodborne for me. Like I, one of my weird little video game piece moments of pride is that I beat every boss in Bloodborne solo. And I, I don't know that I can say that about every other Souls game. Like, there's some, there's definitely at least one or two bosses I probably have never fought by myself. Um, but yeah, I, I don't mind summoning it at all. And especially with my little shitty magic character, like, I had to summon for, for this particular boss, or else I just, I don't think I would have made it past him. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I'm the same with Bloodborne because obviously that was my first one in the series. I came to the, the Soulsborn from in, with Bloodborne. I didn't even know that the, the summoning mechanic even fucking existed. So I beat that entire game, including <laughs> Ebrius, on my own. Like that. Oh, I've said this story before. Like I literally spent five nights. Oh yeah. Like two and a half hours every single night fighting that motherfucker. <sighs> and then yeah and then I find out you can summon and then yeah that's oh. but yeah I think it's because I did that with Bloodborne I thought right going backwards I'm I'm gonna I'm, I make it my own little mission to finish the game without summoning and then on my second playthrough I summon for every single boss normally the NPC summons so I can get their lore and story and stuff to, to go with it because sometimes you get a bit of lore with NPCs and stuff and yeah Yes. Uh, was there a, was there a specific NPC summon for this boss? I can't even. There's remember. two actually. Um, oh, there's two. There's right, one okay. that says um, 
I want to say like it's a lion heart or lion something of the northern. He's kind of like a barbarian looking dude. And then um, mm. the guy we talked about at the very beginning uh, back in Firelink that you could kill to get his sword. If you kill him in Firelink the, and you get his uh, katana, he, he'll be a summonable NPC right in front of oh, the Oh, the master. Door. The master. Thank you. I knew he had a name. I just couldn't remember mm. it. So yeah, you can summon those two if you want to. There's tons of signs around you can summon. Um I summon the two NPCs. I, I, if I'm summoning summoning things, I usually try to summon NPCs because I like to see what the, what they do, and uh, which actually pays off in this game because if you summon particular NPCs, they give you gestures, which is kind of weird. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I did a lot of that, and then um, yeah, the, the master did a really good job. Like I couldn't believe like he held, I was expecting him just to get his you know ass handed to him, but he actually both of them survived their whole fight. So. Mm, this is this is one thing I've been hearing a lot from the community is that the NPC summons are super fucking rad in yeah. this game. Like some of the fights I've seen, like I've been watching Epic Name Bros play through, and he was in a certain area, and fuck me, he didn't even need to be there. He could have just let the NPC do the boss for him. Yeah. I was just like, shit, me, this this boss is getting mullered by this NPC. He was just like, oh, la, la, to the point where he made another character to go back to that boss just to fight him just for himself. Just to do it for real? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. nice. I also like Super that um, awesome. depending on the quest lines you're doing, it, it will alter the summon signs you get. And Dark Souls 1 did that to an extent, and so did Dark Souls 2. But like it, this one specifically feels like there's moments where I've gone so far down a quest line, and I'm like, oh, wow, now I can do these people, and we're going to go in this crew, and we're going to yeah. wreck this boss. Like It's, it's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Awesome. But after you after you kill this dude, um, we we talked about vistas earlier and how like this game gives really good skybox. But oh my god, this yeah. view! Yeah, like beautiful. you can look down and you can literally see if you go back. I don't know if you guys have gone through on a second playthrough, but if you can see it all, you can see everything yeah. that you do in this game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like there's if you if you look carefully, it is all everything there. is there. It's it's yeah. a it's a well, it's a, it's a really rad moment to go through the second time and like whip out the binoculars, which you have found this time, and then like look at every little thing. Like, yep, <laughs> there's this, there's that. That's the oh, that's the thing. There's the three things. Like, they're all right there. Yeah. So, yeah, that is, it's super cool. It's stuff. A true testament to the technology that they're using nowadays because the draw distance on those vistas is just incredible. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. even just on the levels itself, like it seems like these are. Even though it doesn't have some of the interconnected world building that Dark Souls One is kind of praised for, like the worlds themselves, the levels themselves are massive. Mm. I thought Lothric yeah. was big, but the area after Lothric is just huge. Yeah. Damn. And like, you, and you can area. see across the map, like they are actually huge levels. Like it's insane. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. There's moments in this game where, it, like, I think From did this specifically. Like, always start looking around, specifically in one optional underground area. Um, that you guys may or may not have found, and you can look up and look around. You can always see the walls or the castle um, in the skybox somewhere. It's a really neat thing that they do. Like you can always look mm-hmm. up and like, oh hey, I know what that is over there. Like that's the bridge, or that's the castle wall, or what have you. Yeah, it's good stuff. Awesome. Yeah, I do like that. It's super cool. But yeah, you come out and yeah, you see this awesome skybox, and then it, it's it's one of our first. Well, our second major callbacks, isn't it? You you place your banner down, and then those little buggers come to take you off to our next area. Yeah, straight up the gargoyles that take you to Anorlando. Yeah, like, yeah, straight yeah. up the exact same yeah. ones. Yeah. Which is weird, the, the, the right? Same. Because yeah. you never see these Very dudes strange. again. Mm-hmm. 
Like that's really it's, weird. It's to very me. weird. It's kind. It's kind of in reverse to Dark Souls One because Dark Souls One they were taking you up high to Anlondo. This time they're taking you from the castle down into the shithole. Yeah. Basically, <laughs> it's kind of all in reverse. Yeah, it's it's a neat. It's yeah. a it's a very neat moment. It's super cool. I was, yeah. There is a lot of fan service in this game, but it's lucky I'm a fucking sucker for fan service. <laughs> That's uh, I've said this multiple times over the last few weeks. I'm a fan, and I like to be serviced. <laughs> like I am totally yeah. okay with a lot of this. <laughs> when we get when we get a little deeper, yeah. I, I, I do want to talk about some issues. And if you've been yeah. on my Twitter feed, like I, I've probably obliquely mentioned this a couple of times, but I have issues with it. But for for the most part, I am very very positive on the stuff that Dark Souls Three does. Ooh. Cool, cool. Right. We think that's going to kill us for the evening, gents. Yeah, I'd yes. say so, yeah. Um, awesome. Josh, thank you so much for coming on and pinch hitting for us, even though we didn't, Vader ended up filling out most of the episode, but we really appreciate you mm-hmm. coming on and, and hanging out with us and especially powering through all of the crazy, weird technical difficulties we had for nah, so the last so four good. hours. <laughs> Tonight has been a mishmash of crazy technical yeah, failures. It's been, it's been an experience. <laughs> um, yeah, and it's, it's been a pleasure seeing you guys always know that if you ever need me to like, fill an, an extra seat then I'm always happy to do so so thank you very much for having me on again it's been a pleasure awesome where can people find you on the Wait. internet uh, well if people want to find me on the internet uh, I only have it uh, inhabit two parts of it and that is Twitter and uh, Playstation so if you want to find me on Twitter I'm uh, at Morbid Beard um, and if you want to find me on Playstation I am Colossal Chimera which is K-O-L A double S-A-L uh, C-H-I-M-A-I-R-A there we go and that's all one word so yeah that's the two places that is that a long me. PSN name <laughs> yeah. or just or just message him Ooh. on Twitter and ask him what his PSN is because nobody <laughs> yeah yeah it would be easier awesome and I just want to give a, a quick shout out um, to all the people that wrote in I had originally asked a question about um, multiplayer experiences in Dark Souls and we got mm. a whole lot of responses for it and then unfortunately with the technical yes. difficulties and just our time constraints like we just weren't able to read through all of them I've saved every single one of them they're in, they're, they yeah. will be in the show notes for the next episode if if it looks like it doesn't make it I'll do just like a special mini Dark Insight just talking about that stuff with somebody so like we can do it, something it, it like that it looks like it's going to be yeah it looks like it's going to be quite a big section so. yeah it's it's a and, so the, and it's on top of that like a, a new patch came out like just yesterday or the day before so like mm. there's some of that stuff changed and I didn't we, we pulled it out, but like we, we really appreciate everybody writing it in. Um, Sean wrote in a big thing. It will thing. still be used. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll get we'll get all of that that material out there. Um, and I guess I guess yes. for myself, like like if all of the people out there that checked out, don't give up skeleton. Like, thank you very much. And you know, you can go to darkinsight.net and see that podcast and this one too. So like, that's where we live. But go check it out if you want to. It's, it's I think it's fun. It's a good listen. So it's rad. Go listen. Yeah. Yes. Well, yeah, you can obviously find me at me usual place, uh, at DefNote on Twitter, D-E-4-T-H underscore N-O-T-E, and you can also uh, get me at darkinsightpodcast at gmail.com, as always, if you want anything at all. Uh, Jeremy, obviously. I'm at JG Greer on Twitter, darkinsight.net. Um if you guys have the time, inclination to 
you know, go rate and review us on iTunes. I'd really appreciate it. We jumped up to 46 on the England charts. I'd very much like for my American crew to come out in four so I can I can shove it in their face that we got to like number 45. Maybe just <laughs> make some international competition. So if my if my U.S. peeps can come out and review, I'd appreciate it. No pressure though. We just really appreciate you, everyone listening. So thanks. Yeah, uh, and thanks to all the new listeners that have obviously joined us because our numbers have gone up a lot. And if you are a new listener, we love people interacting with us on Twitter yeah. via our email. We like to read out every response we get if we can, and. Yeah, just just joining the fun, chit chat with us, and yeah, it's uh, it's great to see the numbers rising, and it's great to know that people are enjoying what we do, and we'll just carry on. We'll carry on doing what we do as long as you're listening. So, right, so for this episode, I'm going to say, "Tutty bye for now." Later, folks. Have a good one. It's bye. Bye-bye. No, he doesn't. He's not even here anymore. He's gone. Bye-bye. We offended him. We have offended Jeremy. (laughs)